All right, we are rolling. All right. So this is another Thick and Thin podcast episode. Is that what we're going to call it, Daniel? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so this is a- – I mean, if that's the way you want to play it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your podcast, oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm just sure. some guest. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the first squadcast I've ever done. Daniel, you guys have been doing this on uh, your podcast for a while, right? Yes. it's a um, Now, it doesn't record a video. So for Anthony's listeners, we're doing a, we're using a, a program to do the podcast. It's called Squadcast, and we can just see each other. You can't record the video, but the audio is pretty good. It's way better than using a phone, I think. Yeah, I think the, um, the way I was doing it was the best I could do it because – I had the mic, the phone mic'd up and stuff, but it's still, you could tell it's a phone call. This seems like it's uh, actually me and you talking, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it feels way different. Yeah, because I've uh, been in fucking isolation and haven't been able to see any of my friends. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a nice. It's uh, crazy. You're all, hey, hey, hey uh, you look dude. way different. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been working pretty good using this software for our podcast, but I think for, for mine, and it's uh, look what we found podcast. I do it with with uh, two other guys, and so so much of our so much of our bit is like comedic timing, you know, right. pinging off of the three of us. So if I say a joke, there's a little bit of a delay there before they start laughing. Sometimes, so a lot of times I don't know if what I'm saying is funny, and it, it you know everything doesn't line up correctly. And and doing funny, it's if there's like a pause and it just, it doesn't hit then you just move along right away so it yeah, does dude, fuck it, up a lot of it's things, you know? it's like uh it's like milliseconds you know right yeah mm-hmm. and then that's so, what we, we talked about it before that's what com- like stand-up comedy a lot of it is just timing the way your delivery is and if someone's not feeding off that it just fucks up the whole <laughs> you know yeah if they don't laugh hysterically like right away you're like okay that sucked and you just you, you just try to move past it so a lot of right. times I'll be talking, and then they'll laugh at that something that I said, you know, a second prior. Right. And I'm but, like, uh, oh, we're I'm fu- not we're, a loser. We're all, yeah, <laughs> we're all doing what we can to, to get by right now. Um, what's obviously? I, I try not to talk about quarantine as much because it's fucking. It's. I feel like it's such a uh, drawn-on topic, and everyone's sick about hearing about it. And we're getting to a point where it's everything's kind of boiling up. But I do want to hear about what's been going on with you and um, your quarantine situation. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, for anyone that was wondering about coronavirus in Orange County, it doesn't fucking exist over there, dude. It does not exist over there. I went to – because you know how the, they're opening the beaches right. in Orange County? Uh-huh. And then they had opened them in L.A. County, but you couldn't lay on the beach in L.A. County. You have to continuously move on the beach. So you can go to the beach in L.A. County, but you have to – you have to, you know, run around at all times. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I was like, okay, that sounds kind of stupid. That doesn't really make any sense to me. It, it seems like it'd be better if people were just like staying in one place, laying on the beach, you know, rather than running all along, passing each other. Right. So I was like, um, I went, I was going to, so I went to Orange County. I was like, well, let's see if the beach is what they're like in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Dude, I went to Huntington Beach and it was like regular, regular Saturday, any other day. No one was wearing a mask. And in fact, I was wearing one and I felt super weird wearing one. Like they were looking at me like, you should, you know, take your fucking mask off, you 
you Nazi, you know, See, that's, yeah, that's, that's what the weird thing is because I, they opened some trails like the Rose Bowl is open. Parking yeah, I went yesterday. Yeah. Parking's not open. So you, if it's kind of like, uh, just, it discourages people from going cause you have to park at different areas that a lot of people don't know about, I guess, but it's yeah. normal thing. Like the loop is open. Um, you can't drive through it, but you can walk around it and it's uh, big enough to where you can keep some distance. But I walk by people and I don't care. I, I've never really been terrified of the coronavirus. I'm respectful of other people. I don't want to get anybody I know sick, so I wear a mask, right? Right, right. But I'll walk by some people, and then they'll pull up their mask, so I pull up my mask. Like, okay, I'm being respectful of you. And then other yeah. people look at you like, what the fuck are you doing with that mask? And then yeah. it's like, okay, so then it's they're this all, whole ordeal. All. Dude, it's so – and it's so funny how quickly, like, you conform to other people, right? Like, within five minutes, I did not have my mask on because people were just looking at me so sideways – Right. With the mask, you know, and I'm, and really, I'm like, what? I'm going to be the only motherfucker with the mask out here, and no one else is. <laughs> right. I don't think that's really going to help tan? anything. <laughs> yeah, just gonna have a tan around your mask <laughs> or over your face. That's great. <laughs> and then, um, I had a thought because so then we're at the beach. I was with Amber, and you know, quarantine, man. I haven't been able to like run outside and everything. Like, I'm I'm a big runner. You know, I always do that. You know, I always like to run before my workout. So, right. uh, so we get there, and I put on a couple pounds for sure, being indoors like this. Mm-hmm. And Amber had a one piece, and she just kind of like you know puts on a one piece. And I was thinking, dang, I wish I had a one piece that I could put on <laughs> to h- cover up my stomach. I was like, that's like fucking cheating. I need a one piece. Right. So I think we should come out for some uh, one pieces for men. Right, like a, a singlet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a wrestling singer. Like oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it really exposes your sack. <laughs> it's the male camel toe. We got to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's And like I was saying, it's so crazy because um, just the, uh, the animosity that some people have, too. It's definitely split. I could feel the like the country divided, friends being divided, just all kinds of shit because of the pro- – there's no – and correct me if I'm wrong. Like when this first happened, I told you, I said, let's just go pat in the park. And you're like, oh, you can get it and not have symptoms. And I was like, what? I didn't know any of this because I never got the information. Yeah. Right. So I picked it up as like as I went along. And a huge part of it is you could be asymptomatic and then you transfer it to older people. We're around some older people. I don't want to get them sick. So I just follow protocol. I stay home. I wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, I mean, there's 800 friends on your Instagram feed. For the most part, everyone's just doing what they're supposed to. Everyone's miserable together. But then there's a few people that are like, I'm not wearing a mask. Fuck you. Fuck everybody else. And I told you that one person I really got into it with. And they're yeah. like, this is fake and did it. And I was like, I know of a person that died because of coronavirus. Do you really? Well, I don't know them specifically, but my roommate, Dave, his good friend, longtime friend, she's an older lady, granted. I'm sure she wasn't this you know, model of health. She got coronavirus, and that's what uh you know she died from okay so i'm just like okay obviously it's real there's no debating that it's not real (laughs) you know it's a real thing it's a real thing and it happened and i can get people being outraged because if you're not working like fuck this dude like where are you gonna make your money how are you paying rent it's it's almost impossible so i understand Mm -hmm. that outrage but to be like this isn't real fuck all you people that are doing this it's like okay (laughs) pump the brakes you know yeah, there's some crazy uh there's some crazy theories out there like the 5G theory. Right. Do you know about the 
Like, I, I don't really understand. It's something about the five, the coronavirus is to keep it keeps us inside so they can build more 5g towers and does the 5g tower spread the virus i don't really understand the 5g tower thing i I thought it was something to do with um how bill gates has his manufacturer like he's in (laughs) he's got his pocket pockets in vaccines and he's got his pockets in wild so they're all you know and again i'm just like like, how did bill gates become a part of this yeah oh he's a huge part of it he's a huge part of it and they're all i'd rather you know fucking die than trust the bill gates vaccine i'm like calm the fuck down like it's (laughs) But people are, to discredit disease and say diseases aren't real is is fucking preposterous. You know, people die of crazy shit all the time, and this yeah. is just this is just something where it's a strain of virus that we really don't know what's going on with it. Right? We don't know if you can get it after you've already got it. We don't know why young some young people die, some young people don't feel it at all. Why you know mm-hmm. we don't really know too much about it, and I think that's where yeah. the fuss. Frustration on my end comes in where I really don't know what the fuck is going on, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, for, for me, um, it, I think I'm like, I'm half, you know, I'm not like the, the, I'm not like definitely not the people in Michigan going out with like assault rifles. Like I'm not that upset about it, right. you know, but I'm, all, I'm kind of in between because what, what I feel has happened is the dialogue of, uh, uh, of the goal of quarantining has changed. So in the beginning, the dialogue was, or the message was slow the spread, stay right. inside for, for a month to slow the spread of the disease. And all of a sudden that's changed to stop the spread, stop the spread. You cannot mm. stop the spread. It right. is impossible to stop the spread unless we all just stayed inside forever. Then yeah, we could, it would still spread outside, but yeah, we wouldn't get it because we'd inside forever. But uh, I think the original purpose was to slow the spread so that the hospitals don't get overwhelmed. Well, right? that's what happened in New York. Right? That's what happened in in especially uh, in uh, Rome or Italy. I think I think it was Rome. Mm-hmm. They were actually turning people away that were over, I think sixty five or seventy five to go home and die because they had such a low, you know, a small chance of surviving. So they wanted to prevent that. That mm-hmm. one I understood, right? Uh, but now, now the dialogue has changed, and I'm like, well, that wasn't the original thing. It kind of reminds me of when we went out to the Middle East because they were looking for weapons of mass, mass destruction, destruction, and then, and then they're in, yeah. Af- you know, now they're in Iraq, and it's like, what, what the fuck are we really doing out here? You know, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, understand. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no please. Go ahead. No, that's all. That's all. Yeah, and that's the main thing because at first. It was social distance. Don't have, you know, groups of, of 10 or more. So I'm yeah. talking to people and then it comes to like, why are you even talking to those people? You shouldn't be around anybody. I'm like, I thought it was groups of 10 or less. And then it changes to this and then it changes to that. Now it's, you can go out to these places like, you know, the stores where you're in cl- close contact, but you can't get a haircut if you guys are wearing masks. And it just doesn't mm-hmm. really, I don't have the answers as just a general, because you can't look to the news anymore because the news is obviously very one-sided and, you know, they spread mm-hmm. mass panic. So you're kind of left to um, – do you want to hear what the president says? Granted, I'm not really for or against Trump, but I'm not really <laughs> – when he starts talking yeah. a lot of times, I'm like, oh, God like, damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> you know, so I'm not – I'm just not going to listen to that. So you kind of go to the CDC or, God forbid, you go to the internet, and then you're just opening up that wormhole, right? Yeah. And also, you know, being 
you know, I work in You're R N, yeah. So and I work in a hospital and I work in a geriatric psychiatric facility, which means it's a bunch of old crazy people running around, not touch like touching everything. They can't follow directions. They're super psychotic, right? Right. So if we get one case in there, which we will eventually get a case in there, it's impossible to keep it out. You know, it's gonna spread like wildfire. So mm-hmm. I obviously take take that serious um but to think that you could you can like just stop it from coming it, it's not really realistic you know right it'd be like trying to stop the flu you, you can't stop it it just spreads it's you know it's it's everywhere uh but w- w- my point was is that we literally like write new policies almost on a week to week basis or uh, you know something will change and i'll have to write a new policy so and it's, you know, the people that run the hospital are fucking idiots, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the way the world works. You know, the people that run the country, a lot of them are just idiots, really any well, organization, you know? And, like, when I joined the military, I was like, oh, it's going to be very strict and it's going to be very orderly. Like, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. The guy above exactly, you is dude. a fucking idiot. This guy above me, he would play video games, uh, World of Warcraft, I remember, and just drinks. I went to his room one time because I needed his uh, okay to do something so he had to sign a form his room is covered in sodas he's been playing world of warcraft in his underwear all day then he comes out and he's like i need you guys to you know it's just no direction to clusterfuck yeah. no one knows what their shots are their vaccinations are getting done nothing it's so chaotic so yeah dude i mean yeah it's and it's like that in in almost every organization that i've ever worked for or you know you once you get a glimpse into the administrative uh, personnel in that organization you know there's going to be some good ones you know it's just like a bell curve most mm-hmm. people are average there's going to be some dumb ones there's going to be some smart ones so right you know i think that that's kind of it people are just building the road as as we're going along it you know it's never been right. built before so that's why i think there's so much change and confusion all the time yeah so i don't want to go too much in a rant about it but i just as a friend i wanted to talk to you and get your perspective um because it's it's one of those things around the house we don't even talk about it. like let's just fucking you know kind of move past it i'm trying not to you know read the news and get too involved in how many people are dying all this mass panic and chaos because it just it's not good for you you know there's so yeah. much there's so much you need to know about what's going on and it's things like a virus or things that are out of our control it's not like i'm gonna go out there and fight this virus and join up yeah. to fight you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just frustrating but what have you been doing to – have you found yourself doing new activities? What's your uh, pastime sort of thing going on? Um, well, the thing is that uh, I'm you know, I'm still working. So, I mean, it's it hasn't been that much different except, you know, you can't do shit. So, the, the only thing that really changed was I just work out inside now. Mm-hmm. I set up the weights right here behind me prison style and, and I work out right there and I cook a hell of a lot more. Right. That's a, that's about it. I haven't really picked up any, any new, uh, new habits. Cause I'm already busy. As you know, I have the podcast and I have the other business. Up. So I'm, I'm usually pretty busy. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, good. that's good. I think the biggest problem for me right now is not working. Uh, definitely trying to occupy my time. I started playing guitar again. I started taking Spanish lessons and, I was working out every day, but my back can't handle running on the concrete. So my back went out like two weeks ago and oh, that just shit. fucked everything up. You know, now my energy's yeah. all high. I was like going all crazy around the house. So I got into gardening. I've been gardening and shit like that. So. Oh, that's, that's cool. Pretty, 
Yeah, it's cool. I, I start. I planted some squash. Squash is blooming. We got carrots, sunflowers, all kinds of shit like that. So it's cool. There's, you know, but I'm waiting to, and it sucks too because my favorite things to do, like comedy or the gym, those things are the last phase, and I don't even know because realistically, I could see people getting haircuts. Both of you guys are wearing masks. Cut the person's hair, they get out. But to do martial arts together, man, like jujitsu, they're never gonna have jujitsu again, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like that shit. If you do jujitsu, fucking forget about it, dude. Forget do something else. You better start capoeira or like <laughs> some fucking tai chi. There's no way you're rolling around with anybody the next that year. That martial art yeah. where you're throwing a duke at each other from five feet away. Yeah, <laughs> start getting into that. <laughs> you gotta get. You gotta get into that. Like McDojo. Uh, do you follow the McDojo? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that type of shit. Where you you channel your chi. Your and you chi. Push you put, yeah, yeah, I can. I know what you, you better about. a lot of chi. Yeah, that's a lot of chi. Yeah. Um, it's, it's to me, and there's so many gyms in the area. You know that. Even in uh, yeah. down, anywhere in our areas, you could throw a rock and you'll hit a gym. The smaller gym. Pasadena I, is the gym city. There's so many yeah. gyms in Pasadena. <laughs> there's so many. There's there's modern. There's 10. Just close to me, I'm talking about. There's five, There's so many gyms. And there's no way those gyms are doing well and they're going to be able to t- take three months with no rent. You know, yeah, yeah, and I, I was thinking about because I drove by uh, the gym we went to for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's called, but I was thinking, I wonder if they're just like out of business. Modern, modern, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> We're all members, yeah. I, I uh, talk, actually, <laughs> I actually hit the owner up and I was like, hey, Justin, um, just want to see what's going on. Did you have any plan? Because I just want to know. Uh, I know, yeah. you know, from my my coach uh, Brian Popejoy, he just they just started their online program. So, and that's for them to pay rent. So they're like, okay, if you right. do this, and then they're gonna offer a bunch of seminars and stuff like that if you sign up for the program that are free and only uh, gonna be accessible to the people that did the online program, right? Right. So he kind of has a plan. Seems like he knows what he's doing. Plus, they have such a loyal fan base. I feel like they're gonna be fine. But smaller gyms, like the gyms that are just getting their, their momentum or they're building up to move to a bigger location, you know, phase two or whatever, I don't see how they're going to recover at all. Yeah, I don't I don't either, honestly, you know. It really? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, but there's also a lot of opportunity in times like this, too. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Um, Dude, we uh, – so I- – most people don't know, but I sell a couple things online on Amazon specifically. But when the when the pandemic hit, like let, we were moving like maybe ten to fifteen units a day. We'll say right. right on this one this one product. Go ahead, let me grab a water. Go ahead, talk, keep talking. Let's... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then uh, after, like by the end, we were up to like eighty units a day. Anthony's getting water right now. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So okay. you sold up to ten, and then you went up to like eighty. Eighty, dude. We sold like four hundred times. You know the amount. So certain businesses have because people, you know, there's a lot of people that just discovered. Oh, I can order everything online. I can order groceries online. Right. Uh, there's a Instacart where I can go to every single store in the community, and then there's Amazon. You know, and you just don't really pe- people are starting to realize that they can buy everything online. So that business was was really taking off for us yeah that's great you know in that time because there is um like all those little shitty knickknacks like the perfect push-up and um not saying anything about yours because yours is a great product i mean 
just a lot of those things, you know, uh, yeah, dude, I'm like, using the shit out of the perfect push-up. Yeah, like stuff like that that I, closet, I got, you know? yeah, and I used for a couple days, and I threw it in the closet and never used it again. I busted all that shit out, and I have a good amount of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Dude, I, like, I had oh, the cool. weights the way I had the weights from high school where you, like, spin on the end. Right. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. just those, yeah. those weights, I have those. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, so all that stuff, I'm like, okay, finally I got my use out of it. <laughs> so years of hoarding useless crap has paid off. But Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I have the, the so right. I have your um, back alignment thing. And um, it's just things like that that are keeping me somewhat um, in good health. But, you know, with massage parlors down, with cryogenic places shut down, acupuncture places shut down, my body's going to shit. <laughs> Oh, I bet, dude. Yeah, so it's, I mean, there's there's definitely, like, a good time to, um, like, I've, I've been spending a lot of time at home trying to formulate business plans and stuff like that, but as you know, I have an Airbnb in the back. Oh, and yeah, that's right. So, uh, about that. So, okay, so uh, at first, the first month, we got... Okay, when did so, you have it, like, all finished, ready to go, you know, So a furnished. month before quarantine. So we had a and solid had- month of business. So you had the pictures. Uh, you were just you had already been running it from running it out, yeah. And we had uh, the first six people that stayed. They gave us you know five star reviews. Everyone loved the place. We set it up really unique. We put a lot of time and effort into it. So we start mm-hmm. making money off of it, and then this hits. So the following month, everybody canceled. The thing is, when it, people cancel that short of notice, you could choose to not refund them, right? Uh huh. So we get a call from the Airbnb president or representatives or whatever. Okay. And they they ask us, they say, hey, um, are you going to refund these people? And I was like, well, do I have to? And they're like, well, you don't have to, but, you know, we were just asking if you could. And, of course, I'm going to do it because I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. Right? Right, right. I'm just Especially like, in, in that time, right? Right. If it was just like they just canceled – because they change their mind, then you t- you take their money. But right. if it's like, hey, I don't want to die, you're like, all right, I'll give you. Yeah, money. right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay. And it, again, this is for people that were um, within three weeks is our cancellation policy. So we were booked up those three weeks. So we refunded the money. It was like twelve hundred dollars, something crazy. And the Airbnb people were like, thank you so much. Like we really value that. It's such a nice thing. We're gonna send you a gift. And I was like, oh, great. And then I get the email, and it's like a keychain, a deck of cards, a fucking candle. I was like, God damn What? <laughs> so I picked a deck of cards. They too. gave you like the white elephant gift back yeah, then? Yeah, for, oh, for like that much money, refunding. <laughs> like, here you go. They gave you, a, they gave you a picture frame that said live, love, laugh on it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Motherfuckers. But, you know, since the motels have been closed down, all the tweakers and prostitutes, uh, you know, they need somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that place is my Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> so every day we get three messages from people trying to get discounts, asking if they could have guests over. But, you know, basically say, hey, I'm a prostitute and they're going to be coming over every hour. Is that okay if I have different people coming because it's I have a home so, business? <laughs> is this fucking true? Are you serious? No, this is this is dead serious. You ran it out to a, a hooker No, before. we didn't. So I've been saying no to all these people. I've been just – it's red flags, you know, because they don't they're have like, any can – I, Can I rent it for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Exactly. Does your bed vibrate? Right. <laughs> so, um, so I've been like filtering it. Uh, 
if they don't have any reviews, I don't book them. Uh, stuff like that. And then we went on this forum for Airbnb people. And it's just, yeah. oh, we had these people over and there were drug addicts, there was prostitutes. and Because the first person I let come was this lady and she was kind of ghetto. She, the first red flag was she came in with the trash bag over her shoulder and I was like, oh, shit. Jesus, you know, that's dude. always it. <laughs> How do these people even have phones and shit? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I said, you know, we haven't had a booking in a month, so we're not really set up. And she said, well, it's okay. I don't mind. And I said, okay, well, just give me a little bit of time to clean. She, so I accepted it. And she's like, I'm outside. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, can you wait? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, can you wait for me to clean? So she comes in. And then she starts telling me about the coronavirus and how it's dangerous for me to wear a mask if I don't have it. And she said she watched this documentary. And I was like, okay, you know, there's oh, a documentary God. for fucking anything. Or like, just like there's a meme for everything. And people are like, take it as gospel, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, whatever. I left her back there. And, you know, her dog peed on the floor. It was just, you know, she's only there for a short period of time. But she wanted me to rent it out to her for a few weeks and pay her, like pay me on the side. But then you don't have insurance. So I was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do any of that. You know, nah, I don't do that shit. So it's been pretty slow business. But we keep getting trying to people trying to get scams and stuff like that. There's um, apparently a glitch in the Airbnb system where if you book for a week and then extend your stay and then cancel halfway through your extended second part of your stay, it gives you all your money back. What? Yeah. So that's, that's quite what's ha- a glitch. Yeah. So that's what people have been doing and Airbnb is so backed up with it that they're not correcting it. And I've had three people ask me that. Like, can I stay for a week? If it works out, can I extend it? And I'm like, and at first I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I could use that time to see what kind of tenant they are. But then we read it and it ended up being fine. But yeah, it's just a really shitty time to be doing that kind of business right now. So yeah, my dad, um, he has a, a condo in Long Beach and he does the whole Airbnb thing. And, uh, yeah, what, what trips me out is all the people asking for a lower rate. Like that's like the culture of Airbnb, everyone's saying, no, can I have it for like $4 a night instead of $80 a night? And there's a lot of that. And uh, on the forum we're reading, everybody says those are the worst guests. Because yeah. they don't respect your property. They're, you know, because it's like if you have a price, it's not a hotel. You're going to someone's fucking home. Sometimes they're right. immediate home where they live and you're sharing a room next to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to, like I asked this one girl, I said, Usually they say, oh, hi, my name's Karen, my husband Bob, and our dog uh, Rufus is coming for a couple days. That sounds like a great family. And uh, (laughs) we're going to stay for two nights. Uh, We're visiting some family. We hope to see you soon. And then I could either confirm or deny it. So one girl says, thanks. That's it. And I said, hi, my name's Anthony. Um, You know, me and my wife are here with our dogs. Uh, Can you please give me a little bit of information about you know, while you're traveling during these, these troubling times, we do watch out for some elderly people. Uh, thanks for, or whatever. You know, I said something nice. Yeah. And she says, did you, did you, did you say you and your wife, because it makes you sound more like established and official. Yeah. And like, also like there's women is, here, is, you know, can you be respectful? Like it's, it's our home. It's not a right. hotel where you're off to the distance. It's like people live here. You know, elderly people that are capable of getting sick and dying are here. Like, I try to make yeah. that clear. That's why I'm asking you questions for security purposes. Because I've definitely, like, been in a situation where I said, me and my wife are doing this. And it just, for some reason, if you say you have a wife, you're, like, a serious person. You know right. what I mean? Right. There's something about saying that 
that had a wholesome weight to it, you know? And yo, I yo, just, me and my bitch that, is out here. Look it. Yeah. If you're like, um, me and my girlfriend are here. Well, you know what? Now you sound like you just don't sound as official. Yeah. You know? Right. So, mm-hmm. Interesting tactic to use. Yeah. So there, I try but, to, I try to say that yeah. like, I'm a family man. I got kids to take care of that kind of thing. Like, can you yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah. tell me about it. And she says, well, it's personal, but I guess. Um, so I've been having a hard time securing, um, an apartment. And I was like, whoa, bitch, I just meant, like, are you coming for business or pleasure? Are you going to be having guests over? Like, what? who are you? I don't know who you are, and you're asking to stay in my house. Yeah. So I really calmly was like, okay, how about – I was like, no, I just – generally, people give me a little bit of information who they're traveling with. Do they have an animal? Because we're a um, pet-friendly Airbnb, which is a rare thing. Yeah, it is. So I say, uh, you know, do you have an animal? What type of animal is your dog potty trained? Just that sort of basic information. I'm not trying to pry into your life. I apologize. And then she says, oh, um, French bulldog. Just starts giving me weird answers. And then she says, you're holding my money. Can you either accept? She's like, can you accept my thing so I can? And I'm like, I bitch, I'm not holding your money. <laughs> like, it's not yeah, like yeah. I'm sitting on the other end with her cash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. So I just didn't like it. She had no reviews. Yeah. It's a I no just de- for me, dog. Yeah, so I just declined. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no for me. So hey, is there there's a, is there an option on Airbnb? Because when I book it, is there like a, a – for, for you guys that rent it, is there like some people who rent who like you can like push them through quick? Instant booking, yeah. Uh-huh. Instant, yeah. So because how do lot- you – a lot of times it's, get it's, that? it's with airlines and stuff like that. So they'll be like, okay, we'll connect you with the home close to where you're going. And it's directly to VRBO or Airbnb. Um, and then from there, you don't know who's staying at your house. It just goes, it books, and it alerts you that someone's going to be here for this day and this day. Right. Or you could set it for us because we spent so much damn money and time making it nice that we don't want random people back there. We want people that are respectful. They have good reviews. They're not going to thrash the house. That sort of thing, right? So, we pre- only some, do only some people get the option for the instant booking? Like some, like I assume you probably have to have like good reviews and some sort of history. No, it, no, no. no that's the, that's oh, why okay. we turn it off. But they say you're going to lose business by doing that, right? But we never had a problem booking it before. We just, you know, usually people are pretty open and friendly, and people that stay in somebody else's house for the most part are respectful. Like, oh, hey, thanks for letting us stay here. You know, here's your money. I'm not going to get all drunk and throw up in your, you know, your fucking kid's uh, playpen or something. Yeah. So it's just a little bit of, it's just respectful. And I told her, I said, generally, this is what people do. And we're just used to that. I apologize. I wasn't trying to intrude. So she sends me all these weird things. And I just declined it. I said, you know what? I'm sorry if they were holding your money. Maybe that'll expedite your, your money back. And she yeah. puts, you know what? I am offended. You people just start fucking going off on me. And I was like, wow, good thing I fucking declined this lady because yeah. there's nothing fucking you can do. Do- dodged a bullet there for yeah. sure. And then I called the, you know, I called the Airbnb people and I was like, is that okay that I did that? And they're like, absolutely. It's for your safety. Someone's staying in your home. And I was yeah. like, that's what I thought. I just asked a couple basic questions. And she's like, I guess. So my mother, Teresa, has a drug problem and she came down with it and i'm like god damn it yeah yeah. i just want to know i would i would take out the um the pet part if that if it was me if it Mm -hmm. was me i know you love dogs and everything Mm -hmm. it just seems like it adds such a increased risk 
of some of something happening, you know, right? Like your your dog goes attacks their dog and kills it, and now they're gonna sue you, or they like pee all over the floor, and then I think too, um, you'll avoid those homeless people just walking around with their dog looking for a place, you know, right? They're like traveling, aren't gonna have their dog very often, right? And well, the thing is, is we generally don't do long stays, so it's short periods of time. We have a yard, we fence in the yard. And it's mm-hmm. separate, so now the backyard's completely separate from the front yard. So they could oh, okay. so they could secure their dog back there. Also, gotcha. there's a we put a higher cleaning fee for the pet. Mm-hmm. You could charge a little bit more. It limits the amount of because if you look it up, some people charge like sixty bucks more a night. We only charge ten, but the cleaning mm-hmm. fee is an extra twenty dollars. So okay. we get most of our business from people that are looking for animal friendly places, and we have the by far the best house. Oh, okay, so and, you're like a niche and like a niche market. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I was going gotcha. for. Something. What's the thing that pulls us? And plus, we did some uh, murals and some artwork by this uh, pretty well-known LA artist. Um, so it's it's kind of like young, kind of hip. You know, there's a bonfire pit now. There's a garden in the back, so it looks really nice. Yeah, but I'm just trying to attract those kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's good. Uh, whatever works, you know. I mean, that's probably true. There's probably not a lot of places where you can bring your pet. You know, I would imagine. And we do we we do the whole rundown like you know your dog has to be potty trained da 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 otherwise you will because there is a um if you put you know something was damaged you could tax the person so you make all that shit clear when they come in I give them a run through of the house I walk them in and out this is what you're supposed to do this is what you're not supposed to do if your dog makes mm-hmm. a mess here's the bags to clean it up everything's there so it's pretty yeah. it's pretty self explanatory we got a um there's minimal furniture in there so I get what you're saying but that's that's our niche that's our market like you said. Do you ever think of long-term uh, <clears throat> rentals? No, because we put so much time into it, and people just get complacent with um, certain things that you might not even notice, right, in your own house because you've been there for a couple of years. And then you go to look at something, and there's been water damage or something like that. I don't know. but for And then plus, two, there's already so many people that live on the property. Mm-hmm. There's uh, car parking and stuff like that. The neighbors get bitchy. It's just a lot. It's better just to have someone. And I can make as much from rent, but people are only there – for two weeks out of the month. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, this, this building that I live in, they do, you, you can only do long-term rentals. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't allow, uh, air like short-term in here. So some, so one, one or two of my friends are, are doing the long-term over here and, um, <clears throat> they really like it cause they don't have to book so much, right. but it's a different, it's a different clientele, you know, right. these mm-hmm. people are spending like, fucking three thousand a month or something like that exactly you know? and that's what that's kind of what we want is people that are gonna be short because after they leave we go in there we wipe everything down we clean it so the upkeep and the property is going to stay looking nice at least by all you know mm-hmm. and then we can still yeah. have the backyard we could still have our garden we can go back there and barbecue with friends and stuff like that um two weeks out of the month rather than just being completely occupied and not allowed back there i stayed at an airbnb in big bear once and mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the house, it was cool. It was a nice cabin, but it's like, I couldn't figure out how, like the lights were really weird mm-hmm. and, you know, he left a manual and stuff like that, but some shit was just like not working. Right. Then he had a furnace and I wanted to turn the furnace on, but like, you know, I wanted to be really sure I knew what the fuck I was doing when I was turning the furnace on. Right. I didn't want to like burn the house down or do, can I leave the thing open? Can I shut it? Um, so I, called the guy and he sends me to voicemail and is like read the directions 
And I'm like, well, I, I did, but I have a question. And he's like, well, go check page seven. So I'm like, man, what a fucking asshole. Right. So um, now I did move a table a little bit. I adjusted the furniture a little bit. But before I left, I tried to put it back. Now, for me, if I don't like somebody's Airbnb or the guy's an asshole, I mm. typically won't leave a review that says this guy's an asshole, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because right. I because now I feel like I'm going to be affecting their business negatively. And, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal where I had to be like, feel like I needed to alert the world about right. this man being kind of a dick. I just was like, okay, whatever. Not a big deal. I just won't use the furnace. So when it comes to write a review, I didn't write one. And then that guy wrote, uh, well, this guy moved an air. He got, he like, you know, cut me down on my review for Airbnb saying I moved his furniture and a family antique heirloom table when I was told not to. So I was like, motherfucker. So I have this plan to re-rent it and then give him a bad review. <laughs> years later that's see, been my plan for like four years see uh that's why i wait till they review and then i clean and then i review because obviously you're a good person so your instinct wasn't to be like let me fuck this person's business up because people are like that people are, oh the place was great i loved it um it wasn't as big as i thought it was four stars and it's it's like dude that really impacts your business yeah it's, it's huge like, five stars is general did they say what it was gonna be yeah Okay, you know what I mean? And I'm right here. So one time we had the water heater go out. I ran and bought a new water heater from Home Depot. I installed it. And she was like, oh, thank you for um, doing that real fast. And, you know, it was so cool how you were on it. And in reality, I was panicking. I slammed my fucking head on the wall trying to move yeah. the thing. My head was bleeding. I was like, oh, my God, there's no hot water. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was just trying to make sure that their stay was comfortable and stuff like that. You know, so they gave me a great review. But – yeah, I don't know why people's instinct is on both ends is to fuck with someone's business or to to like that guy. Like, what the fuck is his deal? Someone's calling you because they don't want to mess shit up in your house. So why would yeah. you be more attentive? I don't know. It's a weird. Now, on the on the other now on the flip side, mm -hmm. one time I did stay in an Airbnb and the place was pretty expensive. It was in Big Bear. For the amount, so I get there and I'm like, you know, this is going to be great. The pictures look phenomenal. And I get there and I sit on the chair and like I fucking sink to the bottom of it. And basically I'm like sitting on the wood frame because the cushions are so worn out. Like literally they must have had these cushions for like 20 years. Right. Right. And I went to the bed and when I slept in the bed, it sunk in. And so both me and Amber's backs hurt in the morning. Mm -hmm. Now, I gave a, I think I gave, I still gave a good review, but at the end I was like, but the cushions got to go, you know, in, yeah. in one way or another. That was a little bit different. You know, mm -hmm. if you're going to pay that much, like the cushion should at least be, you know, I don't know. You should be able to sit in them. Well, also too. Uh, but that was really hard for me to do. I was like, oh, do I really want to yeah, do this? Exactly. You know? And and the yeah. thing is, is you could send a message to each other privately. Like you could oh, say, okay. you know, something like that. They've added other things, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand that too. I, I wrote on my description, people don't read shit either. Right. Nope. All right. There's no, there's no refrigerator. <laughs> nope. 
there's no this, there's no that. Um, you know, it's all listed there. I don't bullshit anybody or anything. I take correct pictures because I'm like, this is the place. You know, yeah. from the front gate to the back, this is what it looks like. Yeah. I'm not sugarcoating it. So you come in and like, I'm taking a picture of a, oh, like a fucking chick taking a selfie. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not is, fooling. Yeah. You're not doing like the fisheye lens to yeah. make it look fucking huge no. and misleading. You're like, here's a picture of my shitty bathroom. It's not much. So don't expect much. Yeah. Here's the fucking hot plate. <laughs> Get over it. There's no kitchen. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I write, it's, please read before booking on the thing so that people can get a, a view. But yeah, it's if something's wrong, I don't know. It's it's hard, man. I think dude on on our on our product. Uh, that the the wheel I sell on Amazon, we have instructions on the back of the box. We have pictures of how to use it on the listing, and we made an instructional video. And we still get reviews like, "Open the box." I had no idea how to use this thing. It's, it's like, fucking fuck, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> and I'm <It's> guilty. A, <laughs> there's a picture of the person on the box using it. And what's your? How pro- do you not know how to use it? What's what's your product, Dana? Why don't you just pitch it for us real quick? It's oh our product is the uh, it's called the Realign back wheel. It's basically a back wheel. It just uh, it looks like a tire, I guess you could say, but smaller and you roll on it and it cracks the shit out of your back and it will pull your spine apart for spinal alignment and uh, it has these massage nubs on it to give you kind of a deep tissue massage on your back. Mm-hmm. And um we have tons of reviews that are like Honestly, they're like this thing. Uh, best pro- purchase I ever made fixed my back pain immediately. I was suffering from back pain for years and years and years, and it fixed it within a couple of days. We have lots of reviews like that, uh, so it actually does really work for some people. But it's a pretty self-explanatory tool. Like at the end of the day, there's it's only a one circle, way, and only... you're supposed to lay on it and roll. <laughs> it's called the real life. There's only one way to use it. Like, and, and there's a picture on the box. We can roll on your stomach. His arms stuck in it. He's like, oh, yeah, dude. So frustrating. My wife died that way. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, we were even, even, I was even going to try to change the box to make it, to have less writing on it, you know, like dummy proof, like picture, picture, you know, Mm -hmm. more and more instructions are starting to come out like that. Like less words, more pictures, try to make it dummy proof. Right. And even, to do. Like, even like when you're in the military and you put like a um like a claymore down, it says this side towards the enemy. Because before yeah. it'd be like, do not point this at you, and people still didn't get that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> popping like fucking kernels in a, a microwave, but <laughs> it's just I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I'm just, I'm not gonna read those fucking instructions, I'll figure it out. But I would never leave a review like this wasn't descriptive enough. Like, I don't it's fucking crazy. People were fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. And I, I have would, no idea. I don't. I, have no idea how to I don't want it. to go back to the quarantine thing, but <laughs> this is like a skit I wanted to do, mm. where people are so fucking extra. So the CDC comes out and like, hey, wash your hands, social distance, wear a mask outdoors. And then you have one end of the spectrum where people fucking come out with a towel over their face and gloves and like, everybody get back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had this. We knew this girl that. She didn't want to wear the mask. She's like, I tried to wear the mask, but I almost fainted with my children. So I just pictured her like, are you fucking people are so extra? <laughs> yeah, even in the, in, the, in the hospital, too. It's been weird seeing like, you know, you can see the 
you could almost see how much like the media was influencing, like spreading the panic. Oh yeah, 100%. you know, at first it was like it was around, and everyone was like, "It's like the flu. It's not a big deal, right?" Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how they, that's how they looked. They were eating bags of Doritos in the nurses' station. You know, they didn't give a fuck. And then when the panic was high, these people were wearing like bunny suits, man, right. like full on like. Decon- mass decontamination suits, face shields. I mean, they look like fucking astronauts, dude. It was ridiculous. I was like, you guys are crazy, you know? <laughs> and now it's kind of calming down, and they're kind of like a happy medium between, you know, those two things. <laughs> so, excuse me, doctor. I'm the janitor. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. a doctor. I'm an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, just the 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 degree and when you go to stores you could only see the eyes but you could still see who's crazy like there'll be somebody in a fucking <laughs> beekeeper outfit and she's like fucking get away from me like god damn yeah it really it really like you said it really seems like there's two sides on polar opposites well, you know you're either one team or the other and i think people are having a hard time trying to think from both sides right you know because there's normal people people like you and me who i think have common common sense is so fucking rare that's the thing is i didn't understand yeah Uh, you know it's common sense is is pretty rare so people go complete extremes but when you're when you have some common sense you're like okay let's follow instructions try to save some lives what am i supposed to do and you see fucking beekeeper bob over there or the you know the lady that can't wear a mask because she'll fucking faint and kill her kids. <laughs> it's like all right, well, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a weird time to to be trying to navigate fucking anything really, you know. But yeah, so, as I was to say, uh, but on the dick joke side of things, um, so did you hear about this thing in Portland <laughs> where uh, <laughs> they're doing? Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's it's Postmates but with boobs. So the girls they bring your stuff to you after they drop off your food, they flash you. I did not. I haven't heard of that. I heard of strippers doing it locally. Okay. In, in L.A.? But, nah. I mean, I can't remember anymore. It was in the States somewhere. Because mm-hmm. there's... The, the, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say the strippers would deliver your food. I think you could order food from the strip club. Like, if you wanted those chicken dinners and fries <laughs> or whatever, the strippers would bring them to you. I really miss that omelet from fucking uh, Experiment <laughs> Rhino. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I was, I was like, that's so random because like some fourteen year old can get it. And some strippers like, here you go, sweetheart. It's just like, or it's in the morning, you know, with the B squad, where they get the C section scars and the fupas. <laughs> oh, here you go. God damn it. <laughs> it's the night crew at. Yeah, well, they have to get creative, you know. The strippers, the poor strippers. Oh, they're what? Are, what are they doing? You know, because it's not like you know they probably don't have much of a backup plan or too much of a skill set they can fall back on. Yeah, I think they you have know, to they... go to uh, prostituting or not. Okay, let's let's clarify this because you talked about this on one of your episodes recently, right? Oh yeah, We're and I and I was oh, yeah, are... I was yelling at the fucking uh, <laughs> I was listening to it in the car and I was yelling because I was like, no, let's. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is why we don't have fucking women on this show. <laughs> she she was cool. She seemed nice, but um, no, yeah, I think cool. I, I think most women's perspective is is I don't know. It's pretty fucking skewed, right? Uh, I mean, it's it to me. It sounded like she was trying to say, well, 
strippers don't do that. Strippers aren't hookers. And I, well, I don't really know what she was. It seemed like she was trying to like defend. No, that's their choice. And that never happens. If they wanted to be hookers, they'd be hookers. But, Why would her oh, and her friends, most of her friends don't care to go to those kind of things and, and stuff like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, she, you know, just totally whatever, a weird point of view. What, you know. it's, it's like such a sitcom thing where the guy's like, oh, I can't believe some men enjoyed naked breasted oh, women. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dude, <laughs> and the Chris wife's like, right, there. sweetie? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's at the Chris, – like, Chris, Chris is all sitting there like, yeah, I don't like strip yeah. clubs at all. They don't <laughs> like, do God damn it, Chris. I, <laughs> I hate when titties are bouncing in my face. It's the worst. I don't get it. And then, like, all the guys are like, yeah, that's weird. I don't get it either, you know? And then <laughs> – yeah. And then all the guys are acting like they haven't got offered a fucking hand job at a strip club. Exactly. Before. I was, it's part of the fucking service, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's you tip them on the stage, lap dance, hand job. And then probably more if you want it, you know? Exactly. I mean I mean hat what it's gotta be at least fifty percent of the strippers are hookers, right? At least, right. That's and, where you get your clientele. It depends where you go too. If you're going to um you know, like like Vegas or places like that, where they they're sitting on the street handing out you know cards for girls to come to your room. They're gonna come to your room and talk to you for a couple hours. Like, no, they're prostitutes. Is what they're basically doing, yeah. right? Yeah. So the disconnect there. I was just like, oh, but <laughs> okay. So we're on the same page as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah, and also as if it's like she she acted like they were worlds apart. Right. You know, like being a stripper and being a hook, they're so they're so almost touching. They're so almost the same thing, mm-hmm. and it's so much because because that shit probably starts like this: you're a waitress, and you're like, man, the girls at Hooters they make a lot more money. If I just showed a little bit of boob and wore those little shorts, I can make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And then you're now you're working at Hooters, and now you're like. Man, my friend at the topless bar, she doesn't show her vagina off, but she shows her boobs. She makes three times what I make. And then now you're taking out your clothes. Like, well, if I just gave him a hand job, I could make, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of falls down that rabbit hole, I think. Right. And uh, some, some girls I went to when I was 18 years old, one of my good friends, she said, Hey, I, she wanted to be a showgirl in Vegas and do like a dance show where she shows her breasts that like a burlesque kind of show. Right. Yeah. She told me that years before. And then mm-hmm. as she graduates, she's like, I'm going to move it on my own. I want to be a stripper. I don't care. I'm going to sell a little part of my soul, but I'll have a lot of money. But she was very yeah. aware of what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. Burlesque shows. They act like they're all fucking high and mighty above strip clothes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's not, it's not a strip club. It's burlesque. We're better than strippers. But are you? Are these You're guys with boners, the they all have all these directions look like to me. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, and hey. she and she uh, she did it for a while, and then she. But she would say all the time, you know, like yeah, the guys in the back are always pulling out their dicks and getting thrown out or this and that because she worked in like a what are they called a uh, gentleman's club, mm-hmm. you know, which is where you can drink and you could do whatever in there, but there's no, it's not full nude. So there's a, there's okay. a difference between that, I think, too, right? Right. Yeah. If, there's the. So the gentleman's club is the one it's just topless. They serve alcohol, it's just topless and you can go there um oh, okay. Yeah, I've been to bachelor parties there and they were a lot of fun. Like we uh I shouldn't say any names, but me and some of the guys <laughs> we went, we played cards, we were chilling, there's girls with boobies, we're stuff this guy's about to get married tomorrow, we're having drinks, we're getting rowdy all the boys, you know, but so that was more of a tasteful celebration, but when guys get together and they go to a strip club, 
they like fan out. <laughs> they don't want to look at each other. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I just anyway, but yeah, just the the what <laughs> with that episode, I was like, God damn it! But at least you were you were spitting some truth. I was like, Get him, Daniel. <laughs> Yeah. Finished him. <laughs> she tried to get me a couple times. <laughs> Always, but that that was a good one. I liked it. Um, but yeah, I, I, if you watch that Kill Tony that I was on, the guy before me uh, was—he's also from Portland, and where they're doing this booby DoorDash thing, and he was talking about having a vegan strip club. Oh, okay. So all the leather well, is wait, vegan, and it's... we also didn't touch on that. There are strip clubs where there's no alcohol and they're fully nude, right? Right. That's that, the other type of strip club. Well, those I, I was uh, my whole point was I think those are a different class. That's where you're going there to see as much as possible and do as much as possible, right? Like all the guys are sort of fiending and they're in there and everybody's those on are, drugs and coked out. Shoot, those are bad places. <laughs> those man. are bad places. <laughs> Who wants to go to a strip club not drunk? Not me, dude. That right. shit's you know. And they're like, dude, these guys are like inches from this girl's vagina, like she's taking off pants, and they're like. Yeah, <laughs> their nose is practically in. I'm like, I'm always like, back away, dude, get out of there. Or you go with a buddy who you know you don't really know him that well, and he just turns them sick feet. You're like, I gotta get yeah, out. Like, you see the oh, worst. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. See what happened to Matthew? I've seen Matthew for hours. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He's just getting to dance in the back, you know. But yeah, that's that's um that kind of shit. I I can understand, but to to say like. When guys are like, oh, I don't even enjoy that, or da, da, da. it's like, no, it's like I don't go to those places, I don't seek those places out. But you know damn well what happens at those places. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but por- my whole thing was is sort of Portland. Uh, hey, pe- oh, Anthony, let me stop real quick. I just want to see because you see, you're not your bar is not lining up. All right, all right. So, um, that break that nobody heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called uh, so we were talking about uh, my whole point was portland and the weird kind of shit that they're doing because so they have the booby door dash they have mm-hmm. the vegan strip clubs and then i also heard this story of they were protesting white owned businesses that served ethnic foods oh my god that sounds so <laughs> fucking portland yeah right it's like the whole city would be protesting it's only white people have you been to portland I've been to portland yeah Wild place, yeah. dude. Have you seen Portlandia? Uh, I have. Fucking spot it's on, very, right? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very, very similar to what's on. going on over there. Yeah, yeah. and then um, what's it called? The uh, so white people were protesting their own business so, that served ethnic yeah, food. Yeah, so there's like this two there's two white <laughs> oh ladies. God. They went to Mexico. They Jeez. they got a recipe for burritos, and then they went up. They opened a business up in Portland, made bomb ass burritos. They got the recipe from Mexico. Right. And people were protesting their business, trying to get them shut down because it's not ethically correct or whatever <laughs> fuck dude everyone's going fucking crazy dude, it's yeah it's wild man i don't know especially white people like um i feel like they feel like they're now like the new enforcers social of, justice like, of of race and yeah you know like for them to shut down their own restaurants for cultural appropriation is fucking wild to me. They're like, no, we can only have white people food in this white fucking city. What do they want? I don't know. Just hamburgers around the whole city? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because yeah, there's no – it's not very ethnically diverse in Portland. It's a lot of white people with tattoos and heroin habits and dogs. 
but it's yeah. it's a great place. <laughs> I would never survive because I like it. I like yeah, it there. I, I, I couldn't live there though. Yeah, yeah. I don't. If you weren't in California, where would you go? Um, because me and you are travelers of the world. I like to say we travel. We travel together me, a lot. Yeah, you mean like where would I live? Yeah, like say California doesn't want to reopen it. Like, because I've already been thinking about it because I wanted to do some comedy. I was thinking about going to Arizona or maybe even Texas to do some comedy for a couple of weeks because I've been out of the loop, and it just you know makes me think where would I live if I wasn't in California? Arizona is wide open, right? Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. they're very they're like they're like Texas kind of right. They're like the same kind of. People. Well, I talked to Sandra, and she was telling me – she told me some interesting stories about the coronavirus too. Um, but she was saying that in the restaurants, they just pulled out half the seating. So everyone's sort of six feet apart, but mm-hmm. you don't have to wear masks anymore, and they're just testing it out, I guess. Same thing in the rear, but they're – Right, right. I would – first, if it wasn't Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would go to San Diego – I would go to San Diego if I could live in Los Angeles. I would probably live in San Diego over Los Angeles at this point. Really? Uh, but as far as another state, I don't know. Because I'm a, for me, it's about the weather. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess I would go to... Now, this is going to sound weird because we all know how fucking crazy people in Florida are. Yeah. But I like <laughs> the weather in Florida. Really? I don't... Yeah, I like that kind of... It's like Thailand. It's like tropical weather you know i really like that tropical weather yeah i definitely don't have a desire to go to florida because of all the crazy shit i've heard yeah but also yeah. florida is so big it's like california people think of california as you know hollywood and stuff like that but there's parts of california that are super poor that mm-hmm. are desert that are mountainous there's all kinds of yeah. ranges of california california is a big ass state you know it is. Lots of shitty neighborhoods over but here. But rather than live in like fucking Barstow or something like that, I'd rather just move out of state and go to like Arizona or New Mexico or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New Mexico would be cool. I think it's pretty affordable too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Arizona, you, if for $700 a month, you can get a nice place. You know what I mean? And if you mm-hmm. go up to like 800 then you have a private place that has a pool and a gym in your fucking complex and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Me and my partner were thinking about where, where we would want to move because – you know, we we could live a lot better somewhere else, especially now if we're going to be making money on e-commerce, then we can move, make the same amount of money, you know, where like if you're looking for a job, like if I were going to get a job as a an RN in a different state, they would just pay me less because cost the of cost living of is living less. Is, right. is less, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we've been thinking about that and it's tough. It's tough to think of a place that I'd rather be, you know. Oh, yeah, like California for sure. I'm just thinking if this keeps going. Because my job has been coaching. That's how I've made my my earning for the past 10 years, you know, or construction yeah. gigs and stuff like that. But if this keeps going, I was like, I might have to rent out my house, either stay in the back or I could just move out of state for a couple of years and come back. I always want to be in California, no matter what. This is where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me, home, the beach, the comedy scene, friends, family, all that kind of stuff is here. So, but in the grand scheme of things, if you're gone for a couple of years, it's not really shit. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Yeah, so I don't know. I was just, I was just curious about that. Um, so what have you been watching during quarantine? Have you been binging anything? Or, or like you said, are you just still doing the same busy kind of routine? You, you know what? Uh, I started watching again was uh, – what the fuck is it called? Entourage. Oh, really? 
Yeah, Amber had never seen it. And she started watching it, and I joined, and I like it's like I'm watching it for the first time all over. Did you ever watch it? I watched different episodes, and it was one of those things where there's so much content out there, I didn't soak it in, but I knew it was a good show. It was like one of the first shows like that. You know how like those like like I did, just didn't have access to those shows. Like I think it was on HBO, was say HBO. or something like mm-hmm. that. And we never had channels like that, you know? Uh, so I think maybe like my dad got a trial and I like that was the show that was like that I watched. And it was just, you know, they didn't always write shows like they do now. Like, so every single show is a cliffhanger to watch, to get you to watch. No, I, next, I talk about that a lot. Too. Oh yeah, you know? exactly. They weren't all, they weren't like that. So it was the first time I was exposed to it. And so I was like, fucking hooked you right. know mm-hmm. and and also too uh well one hbo puts out some fucking great shows true detective entourage um game of thrones there's fucking some great sh- sopranos on hbo you know what i mean sopranos yeah huh? they have some killers on hbo but i like what you said about that too because sometimes to get into a show like game of thrones i didn't get into it till the f- way late seasons because you had to have watched every episode before to understand what the fuck was going on but that's what's yeah, cool about definitely like slow moving at the beginning. Yeah, so like Entourage, where you could hop. Like I walked, I would watch episodes here and there, and I was like, "Oh, this is a good show." I just didn't get time to get into it, but I knew it was a good show yeah. from watching episodes. Like, "Oh, this guy's funny. This guy's going to get girls. This is the main guy." Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they really developed the characters, like from you know season to season to season. They polished the characters so good, so by the time you get to the end, you know it's so much better than the first season. Mm-hmm. But there's so much like. Uh oh man, am I gonna really do this? Am I gonna watch another show? It's a big commitment. It is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay away from. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can get into that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So just that, and I started watching uh, the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Bulls. Oh, how is that? I heard so many different. I heard so many. Uh, okay, so let me tell you this before you tell me. So Donnell Rawlings, um, again, I don't want to brag about my accomplishments, but when I was on, <laughs> when I was, when I was on the Kill Tony show, he was the guest uh, guest star or whatever, right? So uh-huh. he has a show, and I started watching his show because of it because he's super nice to me. And um, he was like, yo, I met Michael Jordan in a club, and he talks about how much of a dickhead Michael Jordan was to him. So yeah. Michael Jordan had released a statement saying, a lot of people might hate me after watching this movie. And Donna Rawlings was like, I told you some. Try to fucking warn you people. <laughs> so, I, so I didn't even really want to watch it because I love Michael Jordan. You know, so I was, tell me about it. Kick kick it. Uh, well, they, they kind of highlight each. Well, the key players at the first few shows, they kind of highlight Michael Jordan. They highlight Scottie Pippen. They highlight kind of how Phil Jackson became the head coach. And, you know, all those like kind of moves behind the scenes that you don't really understand is happening. Like when we watched the Bulls in the 90s, you know, you never thought, oh, I wonder how that happened. You know, you just wanted to see Michael Jordan. That was that. So it was about that and him implementing the triangle offense. That was a big part of it. And the best part is seeing the personalities of the players, you know, especially a personality like like Michael Jordan's personality. I, uh, and, yeah, he's kind of an asshole. But don't you think anybody like at that level is probably going to be a little percent, bit of an a asshole? A thousand percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never met somebody at the top of the echelon who's caring of others and puts other people first. I've never met anybody like that that's been at that level, you know? 
Yeah, and the the people at that level only care they they only care about one thing, and it's just winning, winning basketball. And everything else is by the wayside. Their family is by the yeah. wayside. Mm-hmm. Their friendships. They do not give a fuck. They just want to be the champion, you know. So yeah, he's that type of person. And I heard, uh, or Joe Rogan was talking about, it, and he said that he had this um, celebrity pool competition, and if you beat him, he would fucking hate you forever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like he slept with his mom or slapped his sister. You know, like fuck that guy. Yeah. He fucking beat me. I just think that's yeah, so yeah. crazy to me. And I know you kind of share a similar thing where it's like, uh, I know you're serious about games, and I have things I'm serious about. But overall, if I lose, I'm like, all right, whatever. It's just a game. Like if we're playing a pickup game at the basketball courts, of course I want to win. But if I don't win, I'm not like fuck this. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. And I've definitely calmed down. Uh, as I've gotten older, like my, I'm still very competitive, but the loss doesn't like, doesn't hurt so bad right. anymore, you know, yeah, like it's, it's uh, because you get, you get older, you get, you know, you're supposed to lose in life, you know, right. that's how you get better at anything. So uh, it's important to become comfortable with losing, I think to a certain extent. Yeah. And we, I think almost every podcast that I've talked about with um everybody that's changed their lives and turn it's just about failure. Like, Oh yeah, I lost and you know, you get better at it and stuff like that. But yeah, those super winners, there's definitely like, um, I had a, a student of mine that went to train at, um, what the fuck is it called? A uh, Glendale fight club with Ronda Rousey and Edmund Tavarian and stuff. Was he Armenian? Yeah. I heard that's like an Armenian yeah, he was, only. Club. He's an Armenian. So yeah. he's like, Oh, my cousin goes there. I'm going to go. And I said, okay, but be careful. You know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're a grown ass man, but be careful. You're going to a different gym. They're not, but they're going to try to take your head off. And dude, especially that gym. Yeah. So he Armenians, dude. Armenians are tough motherfuckers, dude, and they're fucking aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just general, not a bad thing, but yeah. Glendale Fight Club, come on, dude. If you better be, yeah. Ready. He went there to get some sparring and to to hang out, and I was like, just be careful, man. Like these people aren't going to try to take care of you and look out for your health. They're going to try to help their guys. You know. Yeah, yeah. He ended up going with Ronda Rousey, and this kid's like 16 years old. <laughs> so they're sparring, and you know, with me, I'm always controlled and and sort of you know do what you're you know take care of your partner, so they'll take care of you. Yeah. And he says they like they kind of just start touching hands, and she fucking ju- they're sparring Muay Thai, and she judo flips him on the ground like concrete, and fucking he just said he got the wind knocked at him, and he was fucking like what the fuck uh, or what? Yeah, and then. Uh, he got up and, uh, or I guess before that he did something like, um, he tried to teep or kick or something like just play. And then Edmund was like, there's no, you can't do that in this gym. I'm like, what? And then she grabs him and flips him on the concrete. <laughs> was like, yeah, wow. we spar here. It's like, you might want to clarify your fucking rules first. You know? Yeah. But it's just, she all pulls out a gun <laughs> and shoots him. Like, what? I thought this was Muay Thai. So that's why I never liked her because when he told me that, so I was like, dude, he's just a little kid. You know, he's in there trying to get some work. And this fucking grown-ass woman is like, ah, teach you to try to have yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah, see? But she's that type of she's person. Type you know, of person, she's yeah. like, you know, the top, you know, she's the world champion, right? She's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of, I guess, anytime you go to another gym, you almost expect that, right? If you come in, you know, if if you come in alone to another gym and someone brings you, you'll probably be okay. But if you go like with like four four of your friends and you go to another gym, I guess no matter what gym it is, you're probably gonna fight, right? Well, I mean, remember we went to um, that one gym and we ran into that fucking douchebag, you know? And 
sure enough, I was like, everyone, well, everyone yeah. here is so nice. And there's always got to be one fucking douchebag that just sets it off. And, you know, M3 was that fucking uh, one douche. And if we, we could just, I mean, we just tell them, me and Anthony was going to this gym. Like, you know, we're taking the Muay Thai class. And it's a small family-owned gym. The owner's super nice. I've never met an owner that nice yeah. at any gym, uh-huh. you know. And then we had been going there for like a month. And there's this roided out asshole <laughs> who, who was sparring time. We sparred every day at that gym, which was cool, right? And then he, he seemed like when he was sparring with other people, he wasn't that crazy. Yeah. But we're like the new kids on the block. And we're obviously better than everybody. So he was getting a little fucking jealous, right? Like he's like, these guys are coming in here. You know, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, basically we both, me and Anthony went to war with them, like back to back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure you must have broken his rib, dude, the way you're, you're kneeing the shit yeah, out of this guy. I was like, hard, oh my yeah. God, dude. I just wanted to elbow him in the fucking face so bad just because he kept trying to take me down. But. Yeah, yeah, we were furious. Yeah, we were for both like in two, the parking lot. We like <laughs> the next day, the next day, I'm still like, you know, having arguments in my head. Yeah. You know what I would say to him next time. I'm gonna use this combo. I mean, it was, it, but at the same time, it kind of like put some life back into yeah, us. Yeah, for know? sure. Because after that, I was like, I can still fuck somebody up because <laughs> that yeah, guy was yeah, yeah. not small. He wasn't, you know, new to the game or whatever. He maybe he was, but he was fucking swinging, trying to take our heads off, you know? Yeah. And he was super strong. Yeah. I mean, he was like very He's strong. A big guy. He's a big guy, but <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, that part too is like, I think that's one of the few things that kind of skewed me away from wanting to own a gym. You know, I've been talking to a buddy about it and uh, we we're talking about owning a spot and Doing this, and I told him, I said, you know what? I could do head coaching. I can go in there and teach some classes and get the fuck out. I was like, I don't want to be involved with, you know, having to. I don't know. I just don't want to. It sucks too because people are part of everything you do. They're part of Airbnb. They're part of your back alignment. <laughs> They're part of everything you do. But people are so fucking crazy, you know? Yeah, and, a- and you kind of realize like. Like, we could leave that gym and go to another gym, but the same dude is going to be yeah. in another gym. Yeah, you follow You know, me. like, it's every, all the same people. There's, like, 20 people, and they're, and they're everywhere, mm-hmm. no matter where you go. That's why I was saying, like, about the coronavirus, you know, my hospital administration, mostly mostly stupid people mm-hmm. running, the, running the show, you know. So you're going to get – especially in a martial, martial arts gym, you're going to get the douche – the douchebags yeah. it's like a douche magnet, douche magnet for of sure. sorts mm-hmm. it really is but you'll be good at because the fucking no one said anything no, the instructor didn't say hey how about you guys don't try to kill each other like no one intervened they just let you guys go crazy well, that one lady know? was screaming from a distance <laughs> she, she was like um guys, guys come on guys, guys. yeah I was like, you need a fucking- um, maybe She's like, come on, yeah, say, hey, I'll calm the fuck on, down. I'll jump on two people like the tie refs. You know, that's why I love those refs. They get in the mix, you know, like get in the mix. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. You guys aren't working together anymore. Yeah, get the fuck. Stop. Cut it out. Get the fuck out of here. Calm down. Go outside. Yeah. You know, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? You here and, you know, if it's somebody that's new and they come for sparring work, okay, that's one thing. But for teammates, like that's that's what I wanted to tell the guy. But I was like, it's not my place to do that. You know, to be like, hey, you don't fucking yeah. try to kill your teammate. And it, but at the same time, dude, the co-owner also tried to kill you. <laughs> yeah, he, and I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, it's cool, but but see that I kind of understood because 
I felt like it was his gym and, and he wants to look, um, you know, I don't know. I get, I get that, you know, I get that part of him being like, Oh, this is my gym. I could teach you something da, da, da. I don't know. I don't know what his motives were, but, or maybe he thought he had to, cause I would do that or what the situation yeah. was. But I could understand I that more than I could, uh, some guy in the class just being a fucking douche, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. Because I've had people go, I've if, had people like say like at M3 when it was all of us and our, my guys are going and someone new is in there and starts going hard with guys. I'm like, fuck that. I'll put my gear on because I'm like, I'll let this motherfucker know. They're going to come in here and, yeah. and fuck my guys up and then leave. Like that's not going to happen, you know? So yeah. I felt like maybe that's what he was trying to do or he's like, hey, I'm the teacher here and you're the student. I don't know. Whatever it was, I didn't take offense to it. I just kind of was like, all right, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just it's yeah. So good. Because you kind of have to be the best guy if you're the teacher, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes like I you know, like for sure, like Mike would fuck people up, you know. Uh-huh. Uh but he wouldn't just come out like and try to fuck some new guy up in his gym just to prove that he was better, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I've I've done that in my young age. Like I had some kid that was like, I want to spar, I want to spar. And I was like, no, like you have to put some time and you have to learn to control yourself. And then I told him this other kid that, and the one day they both started sparring after I told them not to. And I was pissed. And I was like, you motherfuckers want to spar, let's spar. So I put on my shit and okay. I knocked the kid's tooth out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I didn't, you knocked his tooth yeah, out? Yeah, I didn't mean to. I chipped his tooth. Which I one? I chipped his tooth. Uh, oh, my Yeah, gosh. and I felt bad. And I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. But I was also pissed that they weren't fucking listening. And I was like, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just fuck. Well, it's one of those. Sounds like you showed him. <laughs> He's like a kid. <laughs> you like you like ruined his life for like three months. He stopped training stand up. Yeah, you know. I bet he yeah, did. He I would have like the fucking the teacher knocked my fucking tooth out. Yeah, you know, and I called. I, call, I, call, I was like, look, my I apologize. I was like, <laughs> oh, I apologize. Your son's an asshole. And I had to knock his fucking I'm tooth out. Sorry, your son has a weak chin, but you gotta understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you failed as a mother, but this is what happened. Yeah, and it's just I don't know, man. It's one of those things. But did you see the the UFC with um, Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson, dude? No. It was what what number what number was it? Uh, Three thousand four hundred and twenty eight. Because I I think I have it on uh, I have YouTube TV. Okay. And I think it's on there, but I don't know what number it is. Oh, dude, it's it was a good, it was a really good fight, but uh, I only got saw the highlights. Um, it was a great fight, but there's no crowd. Right. So I was yeah. thinking, I talked about it on a podcast I did, but I was just like, that's some hardcore, like step outside when no one's around. Let's fucking figure this out, kind of shit. You know, I thought at least. I wonder if the how different the nerves are, if if any, you know. Is is it less nerve wracking or more nerve wracking? Yeah, I don't know because I know for me it would be if the crowd's with me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fucking you know show these guys why they came, and if it's someone against me, I'm like, I'm gonna beat this guy's ass in front of his family. <laughs> you know, like that's the mentality I try to feed off the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's it's interesting because you know you can be sparring at whatever level you know at the gym um you you could even be sparring hard but as soon as one person starts watching you right up just take one person uh-huh. to start watching you know if you especially if you're in the ring and like one person watches immediately you start fighting harder mm-hmm. two people watch three four five you know you probably mm-hmm. it's going to change the way you perform right, right? 
Yeah. To a lesser, to some people rise to that. Um, I think me and you both do a good job of rising to the occasion. And I've seen a lot of people who are great in the gym and they spar really well. And the second people start watching, they fucking fall apart. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's like they're different people. 100% different people. And um, it's hard to tell them like, hey, you know, it's when the pressure's on, you fucking fold. Like how you got to get that shit straight in your mind. But and that's what. Yeah, I think. And I think people just don't. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things where people just have it or they don't have it. Yeah, I mean, I. Like, you think it can be taught? I uh, that's a good question. I yeah, thinking about it, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, because I, you know, for me, it's almost as if as I got older, I was more aware of the danger. So I, I yeah. pulled back in my fights a lot more. Before when I was younger, I was like, I'm the toughest motherfucker. I train way harder, and I would just run for. I'm eating shots left and right, almost getting knocked out every fight. <laughs> And I'm knocking people out. Yeah, yeah. And now as I'm yeah. older, I'm just like looking for holes. And so. But I, I think that's probably how you trained, mm -hmm. you know, walking forward. And, and you so you ended up fighting the way you train. And now you train a little bit different. True, true. So yeah, I think right, that's right. the transition. Even, yeah. Can you mm -hmm. can you fight the way that you train? Can you throw the same combos mm -hmm. uh, or do you just clinch up and and you know mm -hmm. do no, and it's like what the fuck were you doing out there we we you never did that before yeah. you know yeah. like that happens a I'm lot i'm trying to think of uh specific uh, obviously i don't want to say names but i'm trying to think of specific people where i was like what are you doing <laughs> you know like what the fuck yeah. are you doing out there but i tried it like the last the last fight i had in arizona i threw i got a sweep in I got a couple elbows in. I worked the knee. You know, it was like all the things that we'd practiced over right, the years. Right. You know, it was nice to like. It was just it's all me muscle memory, but uh, I think not not other I people. I think in like especially our our gym was great because it was very small. You know, there's twenty people there. Ten of them were fighters. You know, so we had a very yeah. good connection as far as you know running scenarios through our heads and stuff like that but i think at a grander scale a lot of coaches will put their guys in there and be like let's see how they handle this first before we even spend any time on them you know what i mean yeah that's good might be a good you know yeah, i mean i'm sure it is like it. let's see what their instincts are because you can't train instincts right or can you or or heart you know yeah, like yeah. uh was it the guy that you i think you interviewed somebody who was a boxer right uh -huh. and he and they just threw threw him in like his first day in the gym to see was that 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 was that guy Mike you interviewed right yeah uh -huh. yeah and then they just beat his ass to shit yeah but you know he didn't give up so they're like okay this guy's got something right yeah and I think there's you know, I think there's, there's a something too because my first time training um with Walt at Satan I had gone to six different I always wanted to do martial arts you know and I, and I yeah. trained at different gyms and I would go in there and street fighting and I beat the shit out of people. I was like, oh, this, this isn't real. This isn't really working. You know, I learned little things here and there. But overall, I was like, okay, kind of a uh, big ego. And I went to Satan Tom yeah. and Walt. The first day I was there, I went with Josh. And um, he's like, all right, spar with Walt. And I didn't know anything. I started swinging. And Walt fucking started banking me up. <laughs> Broke yeah. my nose and my cheek was bleeding. And I was like, and yeah. When I, and Josh was like, all right, take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> you know, and I get out of the ring. And I wasn't mad. I was like, cool. I can get that good one day. I was pumped about it, but I got my fucking yeah. ass beat. So yeah, I guess there's something to be said about that too. Like see how they handle it, or they're just like, I never want that to happen again. 
Yeah, it's gonna happen again because it could send you. It could, it's gonna send you either way. I didn't really have that. I, if that would have happened to me, I don't know. I I might not have reacted the same way. I'm in like, wow, this is fucking crazy. I'm not. I can't come back here. What was your first? They're experience gonna do that to the gym. Into like my first sparring experience. Mm. The whole thing. I don't know anything about it really. It was just going to a boxing gym. Mm. But I was so scared, you know, like I like something was something about boxing. I was so like intrigued about, but I was so scared of it at the same time, you know. So the first gym I went to was like this gym in Hollywood. And, you know, fucking boxing gyms are different than Muay Thai gyms. People are are mean Mean. at boxing Mm -hmm. gyms, dude. They are mean people. Uh And they're trying to kill you or like scare you out of the gym it's weird like it's a very weird business model yeah so i drove around the gym like three times because i was like i drove around and i look in there and i'm like i can't go in there you know and i was like maybe i can i just circled the gym like three or four times and then i found a spot and i got in and i i, I signed up and everyone was an asshole you know i don't know why i kept going back really <laughs> this is great <laughs> yeah but like the first couple times I really got beat up, you know, I don't know. It was, you're just, you, for some reason you go back. Yeah. You know, it's, and then, and then I remember being really scared going there, you know, like, fuck today we're going to be sparring and this guy. Oh yeah. That's ass a, this I time. remember that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, you're like pretty nervous driving to the gym the whole yeah. time. And you, for, for whatever reason you keep, maybe we just like abuse, you know? Yeah. Cause the chaotic childhood or something, <laughs> but I know exactly. I <laughs> yeah, remember like, going to the gym to and I'm just like you know like getting pumped i'm putting my gear on and sometimes you start sparring and you're already tired because you've been so amped up going there you know yeah i do that at the member at uh at, at the sit Yatong boxing class in the in the afternoon when the armenian guy taught mm-hmm. uh there is this little guy what's his name julio hugo huego yeah i yeah. remember uh-huh. hugo he was a south he was a southpaw uh-huh this motherfucker we're just drilling, right? So we just had our hands up, and he would like, you know, you throw a hook and block, catch it, and then throw one back. Mm-hmm. This guy fucking, wow, trying to take my head off during the drills, yeah. you know? It was like he was trying to kill me the entire hour. Mm-hmm. And whenever we went, it was like a fucking war, man. Yeah. War every time. It was not easy. It wasn't light. And, you know, he tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that made me pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, because he's the reason I started going to – um that boxing gym in Azusa, that little hole in the wall. And then that, that oh, okay. fucking fell in love with me. And, uh, he's, he still wished me happy birthday and shit. You know, I only fought for him once, but, um, yeah, sorry. I, I don't want to get off track actually, but so then you just started doing that. You just started going to classes, going to gyms. And that's what made you want to fight. Just like eventual progression. Cause I remember you told me, cause when you came to me, I invited you to come train with me one day. And then you're like, yeah, I've always wanted to do one fight. Right. Yeah, I had only done that smoker like I did a a, a smoker like at a at the boxing gym mm-hmm. down at the old jail, mm-hmm. and um and I sucked, you know. I mean, I still can't believe I did that. And we both sucked. We were both brand new, you know, to the gym, and um and then I never, I just, I I just always trained and I never fought. And then like you know, I was getting older and I thought, oh, I'll have time, I'll have time. I was always doing other shit, you know. And then finally, you know whatever i've been training finally consistently with somebody that i thought was a good coach right because i didn't get very much attention 
you know, at uh, at City of Tongue or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it just kind of happened, right? Yeah, no, yeah, we had a we had a good thing going there for a while. It's that fucking owner. Um, uh, when he took over that gym, you know, everything I had built, all the time we'd put into it, like the pad work session, all that stuff. He was just like, "Oh no, you're gonna have to pay." And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, I'm doing you a favor, you know?" We had seminars, we had yeah. stakes on come down, and and Bob Perez and shit like that from fucking Texas. And this guy's just like, "Who are these people?" Yeah, it's like you fucking idiot, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think for me the the I was always so scared to get hurt in front of uh, my friends and yeah. my family. Like my biggest fear was I'm going to get knocked out or embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, that was what was scary. I was never really worried about really getting hurt, hurt, you know, but the embarrassment is what always just made me so terrified to ever do that. You know, yeah. so I always looked up to people that did that. Yeah, I got knocked out in front of everybody at commerce, everybody. My nose was fucked up and I was, I got fucked up, you know, and I'm walking yeah. out to the back and I told myself, I was like, that was worst case scenario. And it wasn't that bad. And I, oh, and, no? I no, and I was like, it was, it was a split second. Like, cause I flashed, you know, and then I got up, I flashed again and I learned, I was like, well, you learn that you'll get up if you get dropped. And also, uh, that was worst case scenario, and you're fine. Everything's fine. I wasn't dizzy. I was like, I'm fine. Everything's cool. My fa- my friends when I was wild ring, they were just like, oh, it's all right, man. You know, everyone was still supporting me. So, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. And then I just knew I was like, I have to get back in the ring because I had seen so many people lose and then quit and never do it again. And I was like, I don't want that to be me. Right, because it's dead. Pe- that's what I'm it's saying. People get devastated yeah, by that shit. You know. Yeah, and I knew. And then that fight was the first fight where I was terrified to fight. I was like, Oh my god, I don't want to do this. What am I doing? You know, those kind of thoughts started coming in my head. I ended up winning that fight after, yeah. but I knew I had to do it right away because I was like, that shit's uh, took a mental toll on me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. Like, I remember I, after I got in, I got in this car accident, mm-hmm. and it was super, super duper traumatic. You know, for me, and I didn't drive for like maybe like a week or two and I spoke to a psychiatrist because I work in psych. So mm-hmm. I was talking about it and he was basically like kind of like one theory is like the longer you wait to go back and do it again, mm-hmm. the more you're, the worse it's going to be for you. The more your worries are going to come in and they're going to be bigger, you know, bigger than what they really are. Mm-hmm. So then I just drove, it's terrifying though, right? Oh, you get the that. like the flag. But yeah, but like, I had to I had to drive by the accident scene and like one of the panels for my Jeep was like still on the freeway oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I got over it right, you know, right away. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. I was actually talking to uh Mike Quintero, big Mike today, and I was like, What do you think about me doing MMA? Because uh what I would like to do was would do a couple MMA fights and then do Masters uh Golden Gloves, because I'll be thirty five. I could do the master's division i could do that and and golden gloves is something that you know my pops always talked about and it's always been a a real big important thing to me i know a lot of people be like golden gloves and i'm like yeah anyone could be golden gloves if you sign up in the tournament you golden gloves you could lose the first round (laughs) in five seconds and you're a golden gloves contender (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah So i know it doesn't really mean shit but to me i'm like just to compete in that tournament would mean a lot to me to do it you know yeah i i think so it's like the coolest the thing to say about yourself, right? Like as as far as a boxer yeah. goes, it's like a big accolade. Yeah, because I used people people used to tell me that because it's competitive. Yeah. You know, it's like a high, you know, it's high competition. You know, it's not going to be easy if you get to the top. Right, exactly. You know, so I thought that would be a cool thing to do, and um, 
realistically, I'm 33 now. I can fight. I could keep training for a couple of years. I'll be 35. I could hop in and do Golden Gloves. And then if I want to keep going pro, I can. Or I could just retire right there, you know? Mm-hmm, That's yep. where my head's at right now. I was literally talking about to him like an hour before me and you started talking. What is the age, uh, you know, in that Arizona tournament, what is the age to where you're now like in the old the Masters, man? I, th- I don't know. Yeah. I think it's. Is it 40? I thought it was 40. I thought boxing was 40, but boxing's 35, which is. Oh, okay. That's not crazy but at I all. But I think it's different. Yeah. I, don't, I think Muay no, Thai especially, might be. Especially now it's not different when athletes are in their 30s peaking in their 30s you you know mm-hmm. th- things have changed you know i was even watching the last dance mm-hmm. the bulls they look fucking tiny dude the basketball oh, yeah. players mm-hmm. are are like 10 times bigger now like just massive oh, yeah. you know yeah. i mean there's growth hormones there's enhancements there's all kinds of shit too and then plus just general health and nutrition facts are so different now than they used to be right so people are living yeah. longer they're being healthier stronger stronger genetics you know, because in the Roman days, the Roman soldiers, they ate pretty clean and stuff like that. But, you know, you're an old man at fucking 40 and your 5'8 was 5'7 was a or five, something like that it was like the average height for everybody, you know, just because it was, yeah. you know, that's what you had. And then you come over here and you start fucking taking this, taking that. People get taller. They live longer. And people, I don't know who fucking knows, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely bigger. Yeah. I didn't, I thought, um, I didn't think 35 was like, obviously it's not that old, but to be a, for that for the golden gloves is like i'm fucking down to do that <laughs> like i could do that you know yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah it's not 35 is old till you're 35 and you're like i'm not that old right yeah because i remember uh <laughs> i remember i tripped out on like andy and those guys because i was i was a kid when i was we we're at city tongue and they'd be like oh i'm 32 and i'm like 32 <laughs> you know yeah i know and dude. now i'm that guy i remember i was you know <laughs> i remember i was uh at this at a bar when i was 21 and this girl was, there was 25, and she told me she was 25, and I looked at her like, what are you doing here, Grandma? Get your fucking old ass out of here, 25. Man, you? Yeah. But one time we did go to a cougar bar, or we were at a bar, and it was a bunch of cougars there, and this girl starts talking to us, and um, she's flirting with my buddy, and then he's like, you're how old? And she's like, oh, I'm 40-something, and... He's like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. And she's like, yeah, I have a son your age. And then uh, I have another kid. And then he was like, oh, what? Like, that kind of threw him off because she's hitting on him. Like, she's all over him. And she's like, my son's about your yeah. age. <laughs> See that yeah, wang? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I have another 16-year-old at home, too. And my friend's like, well, what are you doing here, bitch? Like, go home with your kids. <laughs> Suck yeah. it, buddy. I was dying. <laughs> but it's true, man. It's uh... – but then, like, you know, working with Mike um... – He's 45. He's going to be 45. He's the champion of the IFL league. Um, you know, he's mm-hmm. legit as fuck. He's healthy. He works out. He trains like a beast. And it just anytime I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting old. That just makes me like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Those people are important. You they know, really they make us feel like, well, we, we have a chance. Yeah. Like when Bernard Hopkins won the heavyweight championship at 50. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, George Foreman. That was man. incredible. Yeah. Did you hear about Mike Tyson uh, doing a comeback fight for charity? Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, if him and Evander Holyfield fight for the third time, that's dope. Yeah, that's going to be sick. And you know, fucking, they're not going to treat that like no exhibition fight. That's going to be a real fucking fight. I don't know how many rounds it's going to be, but they're going to be going at it, I bet yeah, you. Yeah, they don't want to fucking... Uh, like, did you see the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz 3 or 4 fight, whatever that was? 
Mm-mm. That was it was I don't want to discredit like okay, they made their money, they fought each other, they had something they wanted to do, and they made a lot of money doing it. Fuck yeah, more power to you guys. But if you watch the fight, it was fucking two old guys in there, like Chuck Liddell's kind of moving and he just gets <laughs> tapped and he goes down and Tito's yeah. like and even when he was celebrating, he looked old. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Like it was so just aged MMA. I've never seen that really. Oh, oh the fucking stool was a wheelchair <laughs> instead. Yeah. There's an oxygen mask in the car. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's why I said I'm not trying to hate him, but I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, that's enough, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Someone's going to blow out a hip in this fight. (laughs) We should call it. But I think um, boxing, I think, um, I don't know, I think it could still be a competitor. It's no matter what, I'm going to fucking watch it. Like, that's two people we grew up watching, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And Mike Tyson now, um, I saw it's cool too, because have you ever listened to Hotbox with Mike Tyson? No, or you could watch him no. on YouTube. It's just it's his podcast thing. He has a podcast. Yeah, and the thing is, he has a guy there that um sort of asks the tells him what to say. Well, he asks the questions because he's more well spoken, and Mike Tyson just you yeah, know, I can't imagine yeah. Mike Tyson hosting anything. But dude. Mike chimes in with these fucking gems, you know, like uh, someone will be like, uh, "Oh yeah, I was doing coke, and then I got really overweight." And then the guy's like, "Well, how could that happen if you're doing coke?" And, and then Mike would be like, "Cause you're gorging." You stop doing blow and then you gorge and then all of a sudden you catch stuff, <laughs> you know. But he's like, "That's fucking true." This guy's, you know. And they did an Eminem with uh Eminem interview, and Eminem's like sucking Mike Tyson's dick, like, "Dude, you're a god!" Like I grew up watching you. Like everybody in the hood would just like wait for your fights, and you just fucking destroyed everybody. And he's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's just so. Good. <laughs> the other guys like, so I know you're. It's It's just weird how like. How his voice doesn't match him, you know. Mm. I mean, like now we understand that's the way he talks. Yeah, but it's there's no other person that it's such a mismatch, you know, that their their voice and because there's almost almost kind of like this real sweet side of oh, Mike yeah. Tyson yeah, too, yeah. right? He's kissing the guy after the fight, and they're like, you know, he's like, oh, we're all just fighting yeah. for scraps of food from people. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. I know. I just realized that. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, he kind of yeah. sounded like. <laughs> But um, what was it? Uh, fuck, I had a whole thing I was going to go into right now about that. Oh, so I wanted to tell you this story. <laughs> so when I was in seventh grade, this this fucking guy, his name is Art. He's like six mm. two when we were in seventh grade. I was like you know five, fucking one five two. And yeah. he used to come around. And he would like shake me. He'd pick me up and shake me, and then kind of throw me and be like ha ha ha, and just walk away like a big fucking bully, <laughs> right? Yeah, and kind of dressed like a cholo and stuff like that. And he would fucking torture me. So I was like, I'm not going to take this shit anymore. And I told my mom about it. My mom was a gangster. She's like, you know, sock him in his fucking nose and he'll stop doing that. You know, my mom, it's, yeah. it's huge. It's going to kill me. So one day he comes up to me, he's shaking me, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so I clenched my fist and I socked him in the nose and he drops me and he grabs his face and he runs away. And I was like, I uh-huh. did it. I conquered the bully. I found yeah. out like two weeks later he's in like the special ed class. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. And I dude. like went to him and tried to apologize, but he had a mic tie, so I was like, oh, I thought I didn't mean to name you. Like, oh shit, my bad dude. <laughs> and we ended up being Yeah, the, sorry, go ahead. 
Did you have like a, the the section in your school where it was dedicated to? How fucked up is that, right? Mentally yeah, disabled Yeah, like kids? the ramp. Yeah, <laughs> in the back. Yeah, they have. They're like in the back of the school. Yeah, and I I wonder if they they still have that. Do you think they do that? Lock like put them in a cage in the back somewhere, and <laughs> you know, like do or do they have separate institutions now? That's what it was, dude. Literally, it was. these people it were in was, the back man. of the school. There was a fence around where they were. They would get taught. I'll tell you. Uh, I don't want to say any names. I'll just say um, Nick Melly, Ryan Achari, Nick Ruffalo. All these guys were <laughs> special class, right? And they're all my fucking friends. So they put them in this. Um, there's like two levels, right? There's a ground level, and then you climb some stairs, and then there's the spot where the cafeteria, the auditorium is, all that stuff. These guys were below. So all you could see is a little window and some stairs that led to their classroom, which was like underground. And uh, mm-hmm. every time I walked by there one time, this kid was outside the door screaming like, let me in, fuck you, kicking the door. And I just went down there and I was like dancing around. <laughs> they like kept them as prisoners down in this thing. And they were like, yeah, the resource class. And I was like, that's fucked up that you guys are down there. <laughs> we had my mom worked at a. Uh... She worked at this place called Tierra del Sol, and it was basically she taught art at uh, art at one of those like, a facility for mentally disabled like adults, mm-hmm. basically. So I was exposed to them uh, very frequently. But you know, as a kid, it's still scary. You don't really understand. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. we had a I had a uh, I had a pool party. At the Tierra del Sol where my mom worked. Mm. And so it was like when all my friends came, you know, I was I was just a kid and we're playing in the in the in the pool for like the first hour and then like, you know, one o'clock hits or something, and I guess it's time for the mentally disabled people to come use the pool. Mm. So my party kind of overlapped. So they kind of like start walking in like meh, meh, like kind of like the walking dead, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they're getting they're getting the water and they're fucking splashing. Blah, blah, yeah. splashing. And all my friends and everyone just kind of like back yeah. up into the edge of the pool and then we were all out of the pool. Yeah. I, yeah. So they ruined my birthday. <laughs> so this is why I hate mental health. <laughs> no, but it's crazy because I, and I said this, I listened to a podcast that we did the first time. I was like, yeah, crazy people scare the shit out of me. And, you're, and you said, I think crazy people scare the shit out of most people. And then I thought about that because um, it's one of those things where you just don't know. You know, you don't know what you're, when someone moves differently, it just doesn't compute in your brain, right? Yeah. And you're, as a human being, you're supposed to be able to recognize behaviors that are abnormal. It's a, for safety. Right. So if someone is behaving different than everybody mm. that you fucking know, mm. you're like, that could be a threat, you know? So th- those are the alarms that are going off in your mind, you what? know? And they do really have some unpredictable behavior, mm. you know? Crazy people, mentally disabled people. And I work with a lot of mentally disabled people too, where they have like schizophrenia and they're mentally disabled. That kind of right, stuff. and it's just something that yeah, like you said, that's that's interesting too. Because my friend Chelsea, her and Alex, they have a uh, a daughter, and when the daughter was a baby, she would stare at me all the time, and uh, everyone would be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, she likes Anthony." And then Chelsea, one time, she told me she said, "Yeah, it's because I was reading this book where you move. I do move abnormally." She's like, "You're always kind of twitchy and doing character." <laughs> 
<laughs> and the baby doesn't register that. Like she's like, why is this person moving like that? You know, so she would just fucking yeah, stare at me all the time. Yeah, you know. I gotta and, keep an eye on this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the baby looking at? Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta keep my wits about me. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah, that's that's interesting that you said that. That's a, a, a really um good way of thinking. Like there's so many things about people that we don't understand the behavior. And then when someone's like that, where you just said, like, it's for our safety. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think um, I heard this thing, too, where, you know, most people don't like to be put on the spotlight, uh, public speaking, stuff like that. Because generally, it predates back to the times of judgment. When if before they fucking hang you or stone you to death, you're standing there in front of a bunch of people and they're yelling shit at you. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes a lot of sense, you know, because you're being judged. That's a place of being judged while you're up somewhere on stage or whatever, you know? Yeah. And now it's the same thing. They're going to judge They're you. judging you. People yeah. judge all the time. You're supposed. It's the same thing. You're supposed to judge people. Mm-hmm. You know, like the minute you see them, you're already making all these assumptions about them, you know, and stuff like that. Have you, uh, have you found yourself in any kind of different – like I find myself during quarantine to – um, I have, I'm such a, not a bad person, but I've just have fucking fucked up thoughts about people. I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. I deleted like four people from my Instagram. I, get, I told you I got to fight with one person, you know? Yeah. Have yeah, you gotten yeah. like that at all? Or is it just something that you, cause you've always been a lot better at me than like rolling shit off your shoulders and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I don't, um, I, okay. I definitely like have found out things about, like, oh, that's that type of person. I didn't know that this right. person was that type of person you know um no not really yeah uh like the uh i don't i definitely don't ever engage in uh arguments on social media uh like if someone's trying to prove a point like i'm not going to change their mind and i don't want to get fucking tied up in that shit i've done that before and it never leads to it's never like two people are like you know what good job you're Thanks. right That's a valid I, point. I agree right. you know what i didn't even think about that trump's a genius yeah you know, or whatever yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, or whatever they're, they're they they feel. yeah i think i got pulled just the the time like you know it's a habit of me to wake up and scroll through instagram and stuff like that and i'm like why is this person doing this why and then there's the social niceties are gone like people used to not talk about politics not talk about um, religion, sex, whatever. Now it's just like they fucking scream it at you, and I'm yeah. like, I don't give a fuck if you're like, I don't want to know if you're an anti-vaxxer because now I think you're this, or if you're all the way to the left or all the way to the right, I think you're that, and it's, you know, I'm just like, don't fucking mm-hmm. let me know that about you. I don't want to know that. Like you're yeah. my fucking uh, I, my coach or my chef or something. you know, I don't know something. I had a friend, and and I I had a friend. Uh, who I recently am dis- – I've known this woman for a long time, uh, and I'm just recently figuring out that she's kind of a redneck, right? Uh, because we just don't have those type of conversations. You know, I see her at parties through mutual friends, and no one's, like, talking about politics or religious views or, you know, anything like that. So she said uh, she's turning 50, and uh or she's you know having a party um and she's kind of been more on the side of like open up america um you know fucking drink uh lysol like that that type of person right not (laughs) totally not totally that type of person but you know like over there that side right right? and so 
uh like the first i think like the first night where like there was quarantine she invited me over to play cards at her house and i, I said i can i work you know not right now so she had a party uh she she called me said i'm a party and it's at this time and this time and we're gonna be outside and um if you you know we'll, we'll try to keep our distance as much as possible and uh if you feel like you want to wear a mask you know don't come to the party mm-hmm. so i thought that was interesting right like she hates the mask so much that she doesn't even want to fucking see him on your face. If you come to her party, you better take that fucking mask right. off, boy. You can't come in like mm-hmm. that. For me, I'm like, hey, you want to put a mask on? That's cool. I don't give a yeah. fuck. You know, we're all just hanging out. But I, I think it's people are so extreme on the topic, right. right? And that's what I was saying. It's it's um and it's like I said, overall, majority of people I've talked to, luckily, that I've associated myself are cool. You know, but like that one girl who was like, this isn't real and this is the government doing it. I'm like, okay, well, I understand if you're pissed because you're not working. I understand if this and that. But to say that it's not real and to say that that's pretty irresponsible on your part, you know, and you should have a little bit more of a filter. Yeah. And I mean, I was definitely more angry at the beginning as people weren't taking it serious and like, you know, they're all just going about their business. And, And I was in the hospital. So I was feeling like. I'm going to have to deal with all the consequences of everyone right. else doing this shit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think I made one post directed at somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I said, something like new rule. If you're out partying with your friends and you get sick, you can't come to the hospital. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, that's yeah, the yeah. Rule, I right? remember that. Uh-huh. And then I kind of did it at somebody, yeah. you know, like it was for a sp- specific person. And then he messaged me and said, what, what should we do then? And then I say, oh, you should stay home. And like that, that was, that was it. Mm-hmm. But I was getting a little upset at the beginning. Yeah, because we had this girl and, and she stays at home with her kids. Um, she doesn't work. And she's sitting there telling people why not to wear a mask. And if you, if just say you have this health condition, so you don't have to wear a mask and they can't tell you what to do with your body. I'm like, what if the off chance you're wrong and people die? Like, are you willing to take that risk so you don't have to wear a fucking mask? You know what I mean? And it just yeah. made me so bitter where I was waking up angry, I was going to sleep angry, I was cussing at people in my head, and I was like, you know what? I'm yeah. staying on social media. <laughs> so the past yeah. two weeks, I've been going on to post things, and I get off. That's it. You know, and um, it sucks because mm-hmm. I like to. So I, most of my friends are great people that are just posting cool shit. You know, I have the annoying, uh, you know, girls that are just constantly doing selfies or whatever, but um, or the guys that are just you know doing whatever. <laughs> but for the most part, it's just people like this is what I'm doing. Check out this, and you know this is my fucking new dog, and this is my garden, and I'm like that's cool. Uh, yeah. So it sucks because um, I'm I'm not involved in it, but I'm a lot more um happy. But then I'm also disconnected from information too. So it's I don't know. It's fucking. It's a hard time, right? Yeah, it's it's all weird. And then I I, I gotta say I encourage you, Anthony. Not everyone out there. I know I'll get some backlash, but I just, you don't, no, actually I encourage everybody. I just want you guys to drive your ass over to Orange County. You don't have to get out the car or anything like that, but just, it's so crazy how much of a different fucking world it is over there that we're just one county over. Mm-hmm. You know? I thought they had done that and then everybody from here was going there. So then they restricted it again. Yeah. They opened it again. Oh, now they opened it again. So they only shut it down for like a weekend or two, and then Newsom let them uh, open it up again. And I want you – I'll tell you, I'll, I want you to do the mask challenge when you're down there. So go out there, uh, go to Huntington Beach, put a mask on, and then walk outside with all the people not wearing masks 
and then I want to see how long you last. <laughs> it's the mask you challenge. Know? I like it. The mask yeah, challenge. Because yeah. we went to uh, go out there and put people <laughs> in danger. Because <laughs> we went to um because we hadn't been out of the house you know in a couple months and we're like let's go get some food and we'll go to Venice and just sit close to the beach so we could see some water and we'll eat food. We got yeah. in and out and then we ended up driving like right on the boardwalk of Venice and then I was like let's just get out and eat our food so we get out. We look on the boardwalk, nobody's there. It's fucking a ghost town, except for the homeless people, you know? Right. So we give yeah. some fries here and there, and I was like, let's just walk, like, you know, half a block. I know we're not supposed to, but we fucking did anyway, and it was fucking dope. I was like, man, this is why California is so great. You forget about it because of all the traffic and all the fucking crazy people and shit like that, but overall, like, fuck, mm-hmm. man, the beach is 30 minutes away. You know, you can go to the mountains, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a big beach summer like it's gonna be the thing to do because you know yeah not a lot else to do that's kind of the thing to do i went like three times last weekend yeah i went to i went i went to malibu and then i went to uh huntington once and what did you just walk around the beach right there or what you get to post up for on on map when i was in malibu we just kind of walked you know um there were people sitting down but like not very many Mm -hmm. And then in Huntington, it was just like regular. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because Venice was um, just the beach part was closed, but the rest you were allowed to walk on the boardwalk. You could post up on the grass right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, just mo- it was just all homeless people, so we weren't trying to hang out there and stuff like that. But it was cool to see how close it was and how cool it would be if it wasn't fucking you know, billions of people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, one thing that people maybe have not thought about is the homeless people – like I was thinking about the homeless people down here in downtown Los Angeles, like they have must have took like a huge hit financially because there's no one to ask money from. You <laughs> it's know, a crazy like, statement, not, but yeah, that makes so, sense. There's so many people in downtown LA like that walking around giving people giving bums money all the time. You well, know, did, did, and then all of a sudden no one's there. You, Where are they getting? Did the you money? see that thing in Thailand? Have you ever been to Monkey Island? No, I, I I read an article. Yeah, about that, so it, like when you're out there uh, by the Monkey Island, there's just fucking monkeys everywhere, and they, you know, you go to vendors all over the place, and they sell you bananas or peanuts or stuff like that, and you throw them to the monkeys, and that's how they eat. And now, since there's no tourism, the monkeys are in the fucking city just trying to get food, and they're going fucking crazy. Yeah. They're, te- they're like terrorizing. <laughs> they're terrorizing the city. Yeah, it's because they have. And there's like gangs. There's, there's monkey, monkey gangs, gangs, and they're right? like, "Don't look at the mail. Like, don't look at." And I'm like, "Which one's the mail?" And they're like, "The one looking at." <laughs> This fucking yeah, monkey the is one all is, the one that's all looking at me flexing. Like, ah! yeah. The one that's trying to bite your dick yeah. off. Stop looking at that guy. So I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's fucking nuts that there's gangs of monkeys running around in Thailand and just fucking people up for food, you know? <laughs> yeah, just weird, unexpected consequences of this whole thing. And a lot of it has to do with the animals, you know, coming out of, you know, their hiding yeah. place, uh-huh. you know, and like now they're like chilling all around the city and monkeys are forming gangs and stealing <laughs> food. There's lots of things. That I have happening. this bit that I'm trying to work out of like the different things that have happened. But um, we, we saw this line of people by the street and I was like, all right, what are they doing? I was like, they're getting ready for a drive by. I'm like, man, times have changed. Like, what are you trying to do right now? We're going to do a drive by. What on who? Eric is turning sick. I'm all damn dog. That's cold blooded. <laughs> like fucking everything's changing you know it's crazy i was thinking uh the other day are drive-bys like real drive-bys like where you shoot people are those still like a thing or have they kind of because after like 
Boys in the Hood came out and like Menace of Society, they were drive-bys in both those movies, mm-hmm. right? And I think after those movies, drive-bys increased, right? Because oh, yeah. like if you're a real gangster, you're like you better be doing fucking drive-bys, mm-hmm. you know? So are they still a thing? Do you know anyone that so, you could ask if drive-bys are still so yes, proliferating? So yesterday on, ep- on episode 18 <laughs> of the Thick – or 19 of the Thick, Thick Podcast, uh, we had my brother on who um, obviously was a, you know heavily involved in the gangs and was a leader. And he talks about sort of the difference. He said gangbanging is not really a thing anymore. He's like it's, it's turned into something else. And I think that's very uh, – obviously there's still gangbangers and there's still gangs, but – Remember the 90s? It was almost like I did it. I was trying to be a gangster. Like it was cool to be a gangster. You know, this is when Death Row was around. And, you know, so I think. Dude, even if you weren't like a gangster, you still dressed like a gangster. gangster. Yeah, like you'd wear the high sock. Everyone just dressed like gangsters. Yeah, and that's that's what the culture was and what it formed into now. It's, yeah, it's something different where, you know, not necessarily I don't hear about it. There's a lot more gentrification in um, California. Like my area, we've seen some uh, two blocks away. A white family, They every Friday now, they play on their front lawn. And everyone lines up six feet apart, and they play a live concert right there for the neighborhood. The cop, oh. cops drive by, nobody cares, you know? <laughs> that's a change in times in uh, Altadena. Yeah, that's what <laughs> cause my brother was like, dude, we my used dad to used crack to, up here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, my dad used to – he 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 was the uh, watch commander at the Briggs station, and that was part of his uh, his area was Altadena. And uh, he he said it was f- so bad. Like when he first took over, he said that they were just the gangs were just running the whole neighborhood. Yeah, you know, like it was just fucking rampant blood and crip. I don't know, was it bloods or it crips was, over there? It was uh, Altadena Block Crips and Squiggly Lane, so it was bloods and crips. But Squiggly Lane, Squiggly Lane yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, and Altadena Block. And uh, yeah, he said it was fucking wild up there, like the wild wild west up mm-hmm. there. It was, and I remember when I first moved. Uh, here I, you, now it's the mild, mild west. Am I right? <laughs> you guys catch that one? You got that one up. The mild, mild west. Write that Write shit down. down. That's worth some Put money. It in the books. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because I remember the first year I moved here, I just started bringing my friends from like Arcadia and stuff like that to to come visit, and we go to liquor stores. And one time there was this guy. You know, it was like a Dave Chappelle thing. He's like, "Yo, dog, you stepped on my sneaker," and then they started going at it, like fist fighting in the store. Without hesitating, wow. I walk over him. I pay for the beer and I leave. And my friend's like, "What the fuck?" It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, dude, it's crazy <laughs> around here." <laughs> but I just yeah. don't pay any attention or get pulled into it, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it's still plenty ghetto though. Yeah, there's parts of it that are. In parts, if you go you know, three streets, your street is your, your street seems pretty nice, nice. I think, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no yeah. more like when they did the crash, the market crash the last time. It was, um, yeah, it was. It's completely changed. All my neighbors are. Australian firefighters or whatever the fucking case it is, you know? And then, uh, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. But there. if you go three streets down, there's, you know, someone got shot a few weeks ago. So it's weird. It's, it's definitely getting weird how that yeah, is. Uh, right. It's definitely getting, um, to like now where there's coffee shops you can walk to and, you know, you see people doing that and there's a farmer's market up the street. It's pretty crazy. Farmer's market. Yeah. I started, uh, with the Cholos. Yeah. On right. <laughs> you serving dog. <laughs> yeah. You want these fresh pricked strawberries, dog? They're fucking organic, fool. <laughs> That's what's up, eh? Non-GMO. Yeah. Non-GMO, fool. <laughs> we run this strawberry in Altadena, dog. Uh, so it's not a thing anymore, huh? So that means drive-bys aren't I really guess, a thing either. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird, right? Because, like, the gangster culture is, you know, rainbow hair and tattooing your face and 
I don't know. It's weird, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, fuck, what was that movie with Jonah Hill and uh, the guy from uh, Magic Mike? Um, uh, fucking, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Channing they Tatum. They go undercover. Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. And they go, they go undercover oh, 21 Jump Street. to back to high school. Yeah. And then Channing Tatum is all like, let me show you how to do high school. You have to be an asshole. Backpack you know, you on one shoulder. Like, yeah, you, you, you're, you're mean. And that's that's how it was when we were in high yeah. school. You're just a mean – people were just mean asshole gangster wannabes. And then he tried to go back and do that, and the kids weren't like that anymore. Yeah. They wanted to evoke change, and they're conscious about the environment and that you know that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they, didn't they say something because they thought he was gay, that, that he was like doing a hate crime? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like that. Yeah, so that's the generation. I have a now. couple friends now that their sons are, um, they're, they're. I don't know. I don't want to ask them because it's none of my business. But their sons are transgender, or they're guys uh-huh. and they dress like girls. I'm not too sure. I don't ask. You know, I'm just like, oh, that's cool. It's your son. You know, whatever. Yeah. But um, and I have another friend whose son's gay, and I'm just like, isn't it? Is it way more common now because we open the doors for that? Like where it's like, yeah, you could do whatever you want. No one's going to judge you. So so people are doing it because. I don't know. I don't know how that works, right? Because you mean we're, we're before people maybe just weren't hiding. Well, for sure, a lot more people were in hiding when it was less acceptable, yeah, like the 50s, right? It was, yeah. I know, or even the eighties yeah. and nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty. It's and we're in we're in Los Angeles, so this is like not how it is in the rest no, of the country at very, all, right? Very, like Los Angeles, very liberal over here. Um, that's why. But sorry, I, go ahead, go ahead. But it's not like all of a sudden now that it's accepted in Los Angeles, there's more gay people, or or they come over here because it's accepted, you know. But is it one? Of, yeah, it's one of. Is it one of those things where we're encouraging it too? Like we're encouraging um, diversity. Yeah, I don't know because like when I was at school at UCB, they would be like, you know, what's your pronoun? And they put advertisements like we accept, and you like almost get a discount if you're. An LGBT community member. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Well, you get to if you get to pull that card, now you get to play that card. You know, when if you want to. Uh, I and I, I I see what you mean. I definitely think some people maybe just do it to do it, right? That's what I'm saying. Is it is that what? That's kind of what I was getting to. Is it is it that it's really happening like that, or is it just some people are like, oh yeah, why not? I'm gonna do that. Like that's gonna be my identity right now. Yeah, uh-huh. I, and I know I know someone whose roommate is a uh, the their uh, their pronoun is a they, <laughs> and she seems totally fine with it. Like it doesn't really. She's very young; she's like twenty, you know. So, you know, different generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the other day I saw uh, I saw these uh, gangsters shooting guns, and they picked up the shells so they could recycle them. <laughs> That's a great bit right there. <laughs> <laughs> like the drive by, like the, the changing gangsters, like they're recycling the shells. Yeah, dude. And like, I mean, <laughs> dude, now when you buy drugs from a gangster, they give it to you in a reusable bag, yeah. dog. <laughs> dude, that's a great bit. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. And if you bring back the Coke bag, the same bag that they gave you, they give you a dollar you get an discount. Extra little scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Free bump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. <laughs> Save the planet, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's just weird to me, too, because some people get so – in L.A., they get so PC um, police. And I'm like, go to a different part of the country even. 
or go to like a third world country and try to do that shit and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like force someone to say mm-hmm. something like, oh, I go by that. Like they're not going to fucking acknowledge you or, or anything you're doing, you know? No, yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's like a fine line. It's like, yeah, you, you have the right to do whatever you want, but you also have to understand a lot of people aren't going to be on fucking board with it. And you got to be okay with that too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think everyone kind of, at least us, we have this kind of sense of is this – are we going too far, right? right? How far is this ship going to go? It doesn't seem like it's going to stop, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, that's – kind of what i you know like i was saying in 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 my my podcast right like if you can be if you can be transgender and if you can anthony cardoza if you can identify right now as a woman and and then we just have to call you a woman then where is that going to stop can now we be not only trans uh, uh you know gender neutral can you be racial fluid can you want to can you identify as a black person now and be black or Asian, mm-hmm. or just because you feel a certain way about yourself, are you know how far is it going to go? And I think yeah, and I think like there's this guy at Subway, or um, he's a guy, and uh, he he's a cross dresser, and he goes in Subway and he hangs out in Subway all day. That's what he does every day. So after I go to 24, yeah. I go to Subway, I get my sandwich, I say, hey, "What's up?" I always say, "Bro," it's like, "Hey, what's up, bro? What's uh-huh. up, bro?" And um, one day I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, do you have a pronoun or something you want to go by?" And then he's like, "No." Just call me, bro. I was like, okay, cool. I just didn't want to offend you. He's like, yeah, no problem. But if someone just assumed that I was supposed to be like, if he wanted to be a, uh, be called uh, Miss, and I went in there and he looks like a guy, and I say, bro, and it's like, it's Miss, and you're da da da. I'm like, fuck, my bad. <laughs> How am I supposed to know that? You yeah. go to every person and be like, you need to know this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or will that just be the thing where people will just ask you at the beginning? Yeah. you know, because it will be so common. That with no one shaking hands anymore because of COVID, like it's gonna be a weird. Gonna be fucking wild. Yeah. Plus, you can't see their face with the mask. You on. can't see the <laughs> crazy smile. Like you know, they're like this, and then they pull the mask down. They have fucking <laughs> sharpened teeth yeah. and their fucking lips tattooed. You're like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, definitely a uh, fuck. How how long have we been doing this for? We have an hour and two hours. Two hours. All right. Well, I think mm-hmm. we should wrap it up. What do you think? Probably good, right? Yeah, man. Well, it's good fucking talking. I mean, we we obviously covered a lot of bases, but we also fucking haven't got to hang out. Like, I don't know how many people are out there seeing their friends regularly, but I know I'm not. No, you're not. You know? Yeah, it's just been me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good to see. Yeah, you. good to see you too, brother. Uh, let me know what's cracking with this, and we'll we'll post it uh, this this Monday or whatever. All right, I'll send it to you. All right. All right. You too. Later, dog.